Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien coming to you from Hall Pass Media in beautiful Newport Beach. We got a great show today. We're going to snap it around. We're going to talk TNT, new TV deal, UFC, full barn in Florida. McDavid, this guy is fucking beyond belief and much more here. Our boy, the fact daddy, 600 career points. We got a great show for you listeners. And of course, my boy, William Scotty Upshaw. What an intro, Obi. Thanks for having me. Nice to be back in the studio with you. Looking fresh. Yeah, Couple thanks. Good buddy. life tarps we on. We got some tarps on. What color is yours? I don't know. This is a little rose. I would say rose. Yeah, it's a little rose. Ricky nice. rose, Miami style. Feeling good. I, I want the matching pair of shorts too. So, Speaking of Miami style, have you seen our boy Peter Gurgis' Instagram? He's like, what's the guy's name? Gruntman? He's like, yeah, he's with Gruntman. What a fucking sure. setup. What a he setup. He sure was. Yeah, we, too bad we didn't see what kind of heat was packing on that boat they were on. <laughs> hey, but, Gurgis, uh, next time invite the boys on that trip for fuck's sakes. We threw every rookie. We said every team for your rookie parties, right, Ups? Yeah, and if we weren't at his place, we were doing them down at Gruntman's place, that Fountain Blue. And our boy that we'll bring in right now has been part of that. But uh, yeah, Miami was going off. I mean, I'm thinking five, ten thousand people in those nightclubs, and they do not give a fuck. They don't. Scoopsy, Broadway, East Coast, baby, what's up? What's up, boys? I love that all three of us are rocking some good life. I got this, I don't know, gray, bluish tarp on, and boys, I saw that Miami is at full capacity in those nightclubs, and I was just thinking of Diego driving the boys down in a sprint van the entire time, trying to get into that action. Is that was that your driver in Florida? He was our valet guy, Diego. Shout out to our boy, good Venezuelan. He uh, oh, I remember him. I remember. Oh him. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. was our head valet guy. And then we'd we'd pack up JD. Hey JD, grab your wallet and your hot girlfriend. Let's go down and just, <laughs> and just kick it, baby. Hey JD was the best. You, you, I was only there for a little bit, but you guys would actually have to play hockey. JD would just wake up, hung over in the sick condo, get a workout in, freshen up. You guys would go snap it around, and he'd be just licking his chops, waiting for you guys to come back. I mean, we all had those buddies when we played, right? Just sure. the guys. You, you had to have a couple good tight guys that you could go chase broads with. Mine was Alex Goble in Denver. This guy, he's a well, you'd party with him. This guy's a fucking beauty, and thank God he had a. He's a hard worker with his company and stuff, but he would get his days and I'd get my days. And you need a guy like that away from up, away from the team that you can just kind of go let some steam off with. Totally. You're Bizzles of the world. Bizzle. You know, it's I'm not going to give Flowers any credit. <laughs> it helps when they know the lay of the land too, Updog. JD had Fort Lauderdale died, dialed sure in did. for us at all times. I met him my first, I don't even think I was there for two weeks. I see this guy pull up in a Maybach at my condo <laughs> at the uh, uh, 333, the river house there. And of course, this guy gets out and he's looking at him. He's got like basketball shorts, Air Jordans on, and this smoking hot blonde girl with her tits just like hanging up. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, bro, what's up? He's I got, Tro be he's got Toronto plates on his car, or like Ontario, Ontario yeah. plates. And Yours I'm like, to discover. I'm like, you, uh, 
you tow that Maybach down from T.O. or from <laughs> Thunder Bay or wherever? <laughs> and he's laughing. And I'm like, I'm Scotty. I'm, you know, Canadian. I just moved in. And he's like, he's like, we're going to have some fun. I can tell. And we went to have breakfast at the Obi house there. And fucking, it was good night, Jim Kite. You're like, hey, I'm Scotty. I'm so I just signed four years, 17 bananas. You want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, it's always a pleasure to be back in the studio with you. Updog. Uh, the news of the of the week it, it dropped yesterday. Actually, I'm going to give you some credit. You text me, and then I text Cooley and the boys, and we we broke the news to those guys about TNT, the new TV deal, and then Bob McKenzie tweeted it after me and you had said something. So a little little feather in our own cap, but um, seven year deal. Do you do we do we ha- do we know the number of it? We got the numbers, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Just talk about it. Big boy numbers. I'm talking. This isn't bananas. This is bajillion. This, <laughs> this is this is uh, this is what you call just TNT stepping up to the plate, and unfortunately NBC just kind of not uh, not really having a seat at the table. I don't think financially they did, but um, you know a lot of credit to them. They did a lot over over the last seven eight years for our for our game. So shout out to NBC for that. But ABC, ESPN, and Turner. I mean, it's a one point five seven billion dollar deal. Obes, it's it's a big boy and. Uh, <laughs> You know, 625 bananas a year is what the NHL is going to be pulling in wow. from these two companies. So uh, they stepped up a lot of uh, a lot of positivity around the news. Um, you know, you look at Turner, they're big boys now. They got NHL, NBA, NBA. They do the golf's the match. Uh, yeah. They got NCAA tournament. I mean, how do you compete with that? They're the big boys on the block now. Yeah, Uppy, they are the big boys right now. And... Having TNT, I think this is going to be the first time the NHL is uh, going to be broadcasting on TNT, and that is just huge for the game and the branding of these players because, like you said, make hockey great again, and TNT has been doing that with the NBA. Cool again. Make hockey cool, cool again. again. Not, make hockey he's, not cool actually, again. he's not actually Donald Trump. I am not the bumper Trump. As much Take as he cool. loves the bumper, he's not the bumper. I got better hair than Trump bumper and a better golf swing. 100% you do. But I, like I said, though, but – them being able to brand it, they've done a hell of a job with the NBA, and I, I think it's going to be awesome for these players to get a chance to experience uh, and be able to be themselves because TNT is all about that, and this is huge for hockey moving forward. 100%. I don't like to give these two guys fucking much credit, probably because of the fucking two lockouts I was involved in, but Gary Batman and Bill Daly, good on you. This is unbelievable. Listen up. I don't watch as many hoops anymore for different reasons, but... I always watch Inside the NBA with Chuck, Kane the Jet, and Shaq. And first of all, Barkley's a huge hockey fan. So if I'm the first thing I'm doing, I'm getting Barkley involved as much as I can, right? He loves hockey. He talks about it uh, during the Inside the NBA. Get Barkley involved. And just, I don't want to compare. I'm not saying we're going to be able to come to the gates and be an Emmy Award winning Inside the NBA. But this is great. You get an Inside the NHL. You want to get superstars. If Chelly wants to do it, whoever you do, you get guys that are character guys that are going to make people watch the show, not because of hockey. Yeah, Hockey's yeah. hockey, Uppy. These yeah. guys, it's fast. They're competing. There's lots of parody in the league, but Uppy, we need guys that can sit down there, talk hockey, talk shop. Uppy, NBC did a great job, but I don't need Patrick Sharp, even though he's got a great fucking jawline and sick hair, breaking down the period. I watched the fucking period. It was boring. <laughs> We need guys that go on there in between intermission, pre and post uppy that can talk about hockey and wrap lifestyle into it. And this is the opportunity. I agree with you 100% Obes, but 
it's up to these guys, these Chelioses, the Ronics, whoever, you know, whoever you want. If fucking Gretzky wants to come in there and, you know, throw it around once a week or you want to create that panel, but it's up to the older guys who realize like, hey, I got to watch hockey again. And I also got to kind of give a little bit. I got to give a little bit to the fans. I got to give them uh, a little insight and I got to open up. I mean, you're great at it. Yeah. I enjoy it, but, you know, we got to see if uh, if they want fucking two white guys on there, <laughs> um, you know, and Jimmy. Yeah. But we got to see, like, are these guys going to step up and really, you know, dive back into the game for, for the game? Because if they do, it's great. Mm-hmm. And it's great TV. And I think you have, you know, Charles, Shaq, Jalen Rose, all these guys jump in and do their own shows on TV and, and create that buzz for their game. And they can talk about anything. But we just need those guys in the NHL, those older guys or the guys that are fresh out of it to say like, hey, let us let us vibe with the reins here. Like, let, yeah. give us the fucking horse for a bit and let's let's see what we can do. Absolutely. And Hazy, before we get your just your follow up thoughts on it, it's 72 regular season matches with the winter classic. So they're going to get lots of coverage. Um, I guess, Hazy, just your thoughts on do we need superstars? Do we need guys for me? Listen, the NBA is lucky. Fucking Barkley, Shaq, yeah. and Kenny the Jet are all fucking superstar Hall of Famers. Superstars. Now, if that works out, do I want the job to be sitting with you two beauties? Absolutely. But I want this for hockey in the USA. This is our opportunity. We got ESPN, TNT. We need guys Broadway, men or women, women hockey players as well, with character that are going to say what they fucking mean. And don't just give me the vanilla. All right? I want some fucking Rocky Roll or whatever your favorite thing is. We need guys to <laughs> spice dough. it up Broadway. And this is our chance. Yeah, we need personality. It just helps that the NBA, like you said, is they they got the per- big personalities with the superstars. And I, I truly believe that a lot of the superstars in the NHL all have these personalities. And you're starting to see personalities come out more. But I feel like they've been so cookie cutter because it's like the old school NHL mindset. And these uh, I think these Hall of Famers and the young superstars are, are done playing. If they can bring their personality talk hockey and then talk lifestyle. That's just going to be huge because you're going to get not like your everyday NHL fan. That's going to follow it because they want to listen to these guys. If they're funny and know what they're talking about, that makes for great television. Absolutely. And and I'll be, let's put our players hats back on. If you're a player right now and you see this, right. Think about Upshaw. I mean, you're still, still, just think about (laughs) Upshaw back in the day, signing that four year ticket with the Panthers. But now you got ESPN in your back pocket. You know, games are going to be on TNT. From a player's perspective, the marketing ability, right? If you're Austin Matthews, although he plays in Canada, but whoever, this is your opportunity to fucking make some dough off the ice and and make this game, you know, a lot a lot cooler, like yeah. you said. Yeah, it's you're the guys right. in and, Florida, I think, that like the guys in the smaller markets that can capitalize on this opportunity. Yeah, and, and you look at Austin Matthews, look at the deal he signed. He signed a five year deal. He didn't sign the eight year ticket and get stuck in Canada forever. There's gonna be so much upside for him being the best young American hockey player to come in and take a massive payday with the Rangers or the Kings or someone, they're going to step up and be like, Hey, we got ESPN in our back pocket. We'll make you the coolest NHLer in the United (laughs) States ever to walk around. Yeah. Right. And then how do you, how do you turn that down? I think that's a great deal by his agent to, to realize, you know, I I loved when just, this is totally off topic now, but I don't like these young guys getting stuck on these teams for eight years. Like, especially if you're an American kid. And I don't know if that played into, you know, Austin Matthews' uh, decision when he went to Toronto and and signed that deal. But, um, you know, he's coming two more years and he's, you know, walking that red carpet down here in MSG or wherever. But (laughs) a lot of of upside upside for a young player now. I think the Gretzky effect. 
I think I'll be you 100%. I think that has to play in it. I think he was dealing with some pressure in Toronto where they weren't having playoff success. He's an American-born player. But up, but Broadway, let's talk about your brother, for example. I mean, a guy plays in Philadelphia. I'm sure you probably haven't talked to him yet about it, but he's got to be fucking stoked for ESPN and TNT to be involved. Like, those are two legit networks. Yeah, and I've actually talked to him a little bit about it, and we've discussed about, like, the Brandon aspect and that we keep mentioning but we got to kind of put a little bit on the players. The players need to step out of the shells. But I think, like we mentioned, getting these two major TV deals with ESPN and TNT, where they let athletes be themselves and they run all these types of shows, there's just so much opportunity for players. And I think this benefits a lot of the American players because the Canadian superstars, they're already big-time superstars because of the markets they play in. So I just can't wait to see where this can go with these smaller markets, as I mentioned before. And – Go ahead, Ups. I was going to say, you touched on Philly. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of back and forth and, you know, a lot of th- things that were said back when Bettman did the NBC deal eight years ago or seven years ago with with how it went down in Philadelphia with like an under-the-rugs sort of deal with NBC Sports, right? Yeah. The Philadelphia Flyers are owned by Comcast, who are, you know, a parent company of, of NBC Universal or whatever the case may be. The Philadelphia Flyers right now being owned by still Comcast, and we're going to get into that eventually one day because uh, they are not the Philadelphia Flyers of the past, uh, a tradition that I think is ruined, and we're going to touch on that. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they can't be – there's some ownership right now in Philly that's probably like, shit, you know, we, we don't have control of – you know, we don't have a seat at the board anymore. This is – you know, we're, they're moving on. ESPN's a, a big boy. Turner's a big boy. Um, I'm just excited to see where this can go, but, but it just kind of touched on it that I was like, you know what, Comcast, they had their foot in the door. They had, they had a seat at the table and, and now, and now they don't. Yeah. It's a great point. I'm excited for the players. I'm excited for X guys that do, you know, what we're doing now. I think it's going to open opportunities for both guys. You said to NBC, no disrespect, Pierre Maguire, all those guys, Jonesy, Mike Milbury back in the day, they worked hard, Sharpie, they did a good job. I think it's time for a change. And I will say this to the on ice product, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, primetime games. If Edmonton has to play a Saturday night, Saturday afternoon game, oh, fuck it, sorry, Hockey Night in Canada. Connor McDavid and these guys, they need to be seen primetime, Saturday afternoon, or whatever the fucking primetimes are. Show the talent in this league because there's tons of it. So, Bill Daly, Gary Bettman, as much as I don't like you fuckers, uh, good job on it. So, Updog, something we've been talking about a lot um, is getting fans back in the building. Right, it's, it's slowly fucking coming. UFC 261, I watched it on Saturday night. I know you caught a little bit of it. Full barn, the atmosphere. I mean, these fans were there. The, the card didn't start to like, I don't even know, 8 o'clock Eastern. They were like half full at 5.30. Like, just your thoughts on that and, and seeing people back in, a, in an arena and the atmosphere. Fuck, it, it made me just be like, that's awesome. Yeah, by the time the card was going, I was already half drunk at a, at a three-year-old <laughs> birthday party. Actually, touching on this birthday party, Cody and Grace threw a birthday for for their little guy, Logan, and they had a full foam party. I'm talking these kids were like, it was like I was back in Cancun when I was 21. There was just, they were slinging, you know. Yeah, uh, I saw the video. It looks sick. Yeah, his kid was bartending, and he's three-year-old. He's pouring ice. and He's going to do pouring, okay in life. He's doing he? all He's right. going to do okay, Logan. So, is. Shout out to them. Happy birthday, Logan. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, this is this is an exciting time and and 20,000 fans, everyone's in this building in Jacksonville, Florida, fired up. I, I mean it for, for I think for over a month, you know, Dana White made a statement saying we are we are unleashing 
this and it is going to be epic and fans are excited and this is great for our sport this is great for the country to see this you know freedom come back and and people who you know who go into a place and if someone's wearing a mask and they don't have one on there's no discrepancy yeah they don't they don't care if someone doesn't have their mask on and you're wearing a mask, well, you're protected and someone else. It's like wear. it's like wearing a domer. If you want to wear one, wear one. If Feel you free. <laughs> Sometimes she pull, makes you. Yeah. It, it, it pull and pray fell or off. throw on the dome. It's up to you guys. So <laughs> I agree. Um, so, you know what, Dana White, good on you. I, I saw your post-conference, your press conference after. You touched on it. You just said people are enjoying their lives down here and it's good to see. And and these NHL guys, Obes, um, you know, they've worked hard to be where they are right now. And a lot of them taking the vaccines and a lot of them are uh, been away from their families for a long time and haven't, they've been sheltered and they've, you know, sacrificed their, their bodies and their time this year. And yes, they've made money, but this is not easy for anybody. Um, it hasn't been easy for anybody. Uh, it's time that these guys in their right circumstances in the, in the States that are, you know, vaccinated and things are starting to open up. Let's get the fans back in there. Let's create that energy. It's playoff time. It's coming up. There's a lot of important points out there. Uh, guys want to play in front of fans. Ask anyone. There's not one guy out there that doesn't want to play in front of fans. So um, it's coming. It was great by the UFC to, to showcase what it was, uh, what it can be. And um, that's, yeah, that's just exciting stuff. Yeah, the pure excitement, just watching it on TV and seeing the fans, that, that's what got me going. And the UFC delivered with, I mean, those that main card was nuts. I think, I don't know if any of the fights got past two rounds. Guys were just knocking each other. Guys and girls knocking each other out. But as we mentioned, it's been really hard on the players. And talking to my brother and talking to other guys around the league, they're ready for fans. It's time for fans. And, and then Massachusetts is slowly rolling it back in. I think they're going to be 50% come uh May 1st, so I'm not sure how it's going to affect the playoffs, but um, I think we're going to touch on it, but the comments Robin Lehner uh, made with the, the mental health issues, I think these guys, you know, it, it it gets tedious doing the same exact thing over and over again, and you need something to look forward to, and the NHL needs to figure out a way, if not by the state regulations, to step up and get some fans back into these playoffs to make it that much more exciting. Absolutely. First of all, that fucking tool, Jake Paul, walked in the fucking barn, oh, Antonio Brown. AB was looking fucking. How about Tom Brady was front row? Yeah, I fucking it. chin looking good. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. And our buddy Eric Lomonovich, actually, I, I FaceTime him and he was sitting beside Julian Edelman. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Edelman's on FaceTime. Brady's sitting front row. UFC's back, baby. But energy up. Fuck. I felt like I forgot how good it was. These players, they deserve it. And the thing Dana White said too is there's a way to do this safely, yeah. right? We, we're not saying let's go in there free for all, fucking don't take anyone temperature, fucking turn the clocks back. Dana White, say what you want about him. He was the first to do it when they couldn't have fans. He's the first to do it with fans. Uppy, there's a safe way to do it. And you know, Uppy, we're sitting here, all three of us, we don't have a Stanley Cup ring. You would give your fucking left nut for one more chance. Am I right? Yeah, these guys, <laughs> they've sacrificed all year. This could be their only chance. And if fans in the building help them out, I think, Uppy, they deserve it in a safe way. You know, yeah, they, they sure do. And, and you're starting to see it. Like Dana White's saying UFC 264, 20,000 people, McGregor in T-Mobile in Vegas. Oh, Vegas yeah. is ready to rock too, by the way. And this is exciting for the Golden Knights, who I think are having one of their best years. May 1st, they're open for business, no restrictions, you know. And and mind you, this is given all the safety protocols that they've, they're going through to open things up slowly. June 1st, 100% capacity. 
for all events. Wow, that's And amazing. then July 10th, boys, if you're a Garth Brooks fan, there's 65,000 people playing at that Raider Stadium, and it's going to just be fucking full tits. Let's go. I got friends <laughs> in lonely places. So, Me and Toots. But that was Toots' last concert, Garth Brooks. <laughs> he was so fucking Oh, uh, We're going to have him on soon to tell us all Boy, about it. Boy, uh, me and Toots, went, we went Titans game. He's to this day, I don't know, I lived in this little loft in, in, uh, right off of Broadway on 2nd. But you needed to buzz up to get in, so obviously someone let him in. But it was just perfect timing. Me and Wardo on the rooftop, looking at Titan Stadium, and all of a sudden we hear a knock on the window, and there's Toots in a fucking Rey Mysterio wrestling mask with no shit on. <laughs> 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 so then we went there to Garth Brooks, and it was fucking, it was game over. But um, no, Oppie, all those numbers you're saying, it's, it's absolutely correct. Vegas, you mentioned it. They just broke the uh, team record for consecutive wins with 10. Robin Leonard's comments up. Yeah, I know you wanted to touch on this, dive into what you thought, because that was a, an athlete that you could tell was frustrated. Yeah, I think he just mentioned, you know, when does this when does this end? We're talking vaccines now, and, and our whole team went out and got vaccinated. And this is, you know, the mental health part that Jimmy just brought up. This is where guys, you know, will struggle. Yes, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to take the vaccine so we can all hang out. But then we all took it, and now we still are restricted from doing things, whether that's our families coming in the rink or, you know, seeing us after the games or being able to go for dinner now or just just anything. Like, his frustration was, was shown, and there was a lot of, um, you know, there was a lot of, maybe back and forth and and people having issues with kind of what was being said but he makes a strong point like he they're they're going out there why why are people getting vaccinated so so you're safe you're going to beat this thing and and the herd community you know the herd immunity will happen and that's what they're doing and they just are ready to go back and and play hockey normal live normal lives uh, let their kids you know go to school come to the games play with the other kids with no masks and and the, to me that's where we're where society needs to get to once this thing gets settled and and you know now the vaccines out there and these guys are taking it let them let them do it absolutely yeah and then the vaccine like you said it's been a player's it's player's choice so if you're going to take the vaccine and the nhl kind of seems like from lander's comments that if we got the vaccine the rules are going to be loosened and he's just bullshit that the rules have not been loosened and i think that's just that's playing mind games. And when you start playing mind games with these guys, the year has been hard enough. I think that's kind of bullshit. If you're going to take the vaccines, that you got to change up the rules here. And if, if you don't want to take it, then you might have to continue to follow those COVID protocols a lot stricter. So that's on you. You have the option to take it or not. And, you know, you just got to move forward with the decision you make. Yeah. Robert Leonard, listen, we talk about ESPN, TNT, using platforms. He's got a platform. Fucking use it. Good on him. Right? Totally. He's one of the best goalies in the league. He's battled mental health. If he wants to come out and say, this is fucking bullshit, I've been sitting here, I get it. And listen, I've talked to a lot of people and we've had some call-ins and stuff like that on, on the power play with Cools and they're like, oh, these guys are making lots of money. No, dis no, like obviously they're making great salaries, but there's lots of sacrifices. These guys have, have quarantined, they've sat in their hotel rooms, they haven't been able to go for dinners. So you got you to feel for these guys a little bit and, and I understand what Leonard's saying and I'm all for players using their platform. So um, good on him and... Um, you know, we'll put this behind us, but I love when a player comes out and talks up, dog. So good on Robert Leonard, your boy. I know you do your weekly 
radio show with uh, Struddy. Fuck, he's a beauty. I listened to Struddy's a beauty. I listened to your clips. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind fucking drinking a couple bottles. He of did red call me with. a jockey this week though, and I said, "Fuck, I've been on a lot of horses there, Struddy. Ain't hey, nothing been able to fuck me off." <laughs> why do you why do you why do you call you a jockey? Because you're because sm- we were all. I told him we're fucking firing up a derby party, missing oh. curfew at the Bay Club here in Newport Beach this weekend. I'm yeah. like Kentucky Derby. We got all the girls coming with their hats. We got the tequila going. We got the ice shots. Patron, baby. Fucking DJ. Me and Obes fucking got the new suits. And he's like, of course you got a new suit. He's like, but I, how did he say it? <laughs> Fuck, he just, he was like, of course you're throwing that. Like, you know, I wouldn't be able to fit into a suit. You're like a jockey or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't Fuck. fit into my suit. So um, he's an absolute beauty. We got to get him on. But just Connor McDavid. I mean, this guy beyond fucks. I don't even know what it is. It's just... Uppy, just dive into. You got some stats on him there. He's I mean, like the Elon watched, Musk. Obes. Yeah, he's fucking. He's an alien. He's full. Yeah. Of, he's a hockey alien. He's not from planet Earth. He has sh- shined down upon us to show us how to really play this game. Yeah. And quite frankly, what he's doing. And Wayne Gretzky mentioned it yesterday. People are starting to talk about it. Um, only a certain few players in the history are gonna are gonna be able to score. Uh, and be part of their team scoring at will. I think he's he's in on over 40% of his team's goals this year, which is second to only Yamari Lemieux one year, which is yeah, wow. 2000. Um, you look at what he does. He's leading rush attacks, uh, goal scoring opportunities within you know the red zone, passing behind the net into goal scoring opportunities. I think you mentioned he was on 14 straight primary he assists. He was, yeah, he seven had 17 of his last <laughs> straight primary assists. Yeah, so, so, and his That's 17 insane. straight assists, they were all primary. 17 fucking goals that he was in on. Connor McDavid was the man that started it. Wow. Plus 88, the Oilers are when he's on the ice, minus 189 when he's not. He's got a 15 point lead over the second place guy in the chase for the Art Ross, which is insane. Um, at 1.76 points per game. So, I mean, anyway, this this kid is, he's on a mission. Um, knowing him, he's been super determined the last couple of years. I think he really feels like, you know, the Edmonton Oilers need to be in the playoffs every year. They brought in a new coach last year. Things didn't really work out. He took it to heart. I think he, he trained this off summer, came back saying, like, I will help this team. You know, me and Leon will help this team get in the playoffs no matter what. We don't even need any other players. <laughs> Fuck, they don't. I mean, they don't. They don't really. I mean, hopefully they get some D that escape backwards. And they and they addressed it. Well, Kulikov was a pick, good pickup. Cooley's a great pickup. Tyson Berry's having an incredible year. And we love Darnell Berry's. Nurse, too. Darnell, Darnell Nurse, Nurse is, is up there. Fuck, man. He's, but I mean, yeah, he's a great D-man, Jimmy. But he's playing with Connor McDavid and fucking Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, when just, you watch these guys play, it's... Anyone can play with them. If I was playing yeah. right now, I would get the puck behind the net, stop every fucking time, and be like, Connor, swing. And I would just <laughs> yep. go like that, and away he would go. Yeah. And I'd stay on the ice for the plus and get the apple because Uppy, the way he's moving through the new I mean, if you don't, Uppy, if you don't get a, I've been watching, if you don't get a piece of him early inside their blue line, I don't care who you are on the planet, you have no chance. Yeah. Like he has that much speed right now coming through there. So and and part of the center position that that I've started to realize with him too. He does, he does take like his, his chances, right? He comes into the zone. His hockey knowledge tells him that, okay, I either need to come back and be below everyone or I'm putting on these afterburners before like I know the play is going to be. And that's hockey instinct 101, right? Yeah. You know where the puck's going to be before it gets there. That's how you play fast hockey. That's, that's how you uh, read off your, your defenseman. He comes into this zone like on a back check 
And he, as he turns and sees that there might be a turnover, he is fucking gone. Oh, and it is a yeah. rocket ship. And, and that's why he's got 76 rush scoring chances this year, which is like almost 20 more did, than anyone else. Did you see the, the on, his, on his hat trick last night? I don't know who the Jet guy was, but like he like was at the side of the blue line and tried to go across the weak side D and fucking caught her two strides. Yeah. And then he checked the shoulder, checked oh. the shoulder to see if the guy was coming at time. <laughs> Short side titty. Yeah, he's he's got the Winnipeg Jets number too. Oh, he's he got so many points. I mean, he, he probably he's probably got twenty five fucking points against the Winnipeg <laughs> Jets this year. I mean, they're six and one, I think, and and you know they're going to be up. There's very well if things ended today. They're we got home ice right round, now. Yeah, their second. first round matchup is the Winnipeg Jets, yeah. and they absolutely mind fuck them. No <laughs> Domer, mind fuck. There's no chance they're going to. Isn't fuck that me. from the movie The Goon when he grabs the goalie's home and he's like, I, I, fuck, your, I fuck your mom. We're on the same team. I am on your fucking team. <laughs> I have two rules. Don't touch my Percocets, and do you have any Percocets? That's <laughs> Great flick. But, Obes, I, I know we were discussing how McDavid has never scored 50, and I did a little research, and the crazy thing I saw was Sidney Crosby, as how dominant he's been throughout his career, he's only scored 50 once in his entire career, which I thought was crazy. Wow. Because crazy. I think McDavid is a guy who could score 50. He's maybe not like a Leon Dreisel when it comes to scoring goals, but he continues to get breakaways. And I've never seen a guy get a breakaway full speed, and then he still gets the shoulder check at the blue line, do 30 stick candles and put in the back of the net like he did last night. Yeah. But this, he, he's just been so impressive to me. And I, I think he has a chance with Dreisaitl to carry this team to play, have a Toronto Edmonton North final. And I mean, that would be a hell of a series with the way those guys are playing. Kulikov's a great pickup. I was watching the game uh, last week against Montreal and I was looking at their back end and they had Bear as their fifth defenseman and then some young kid. I'm like, who the fuck are they missing? They're missing someone. I was like, oh, Kulikov's in quarantine. Kulikov's going to be a good Still? pickup. Well, he played his first game last night. Yeah. Um, this was last week when I was watching him play. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my point is, everything you said about his numbers are absolutely insane. And I had this argument with Cooley at the start of the year about I, I was trying to pump Nathan McKinnon, right? I love Nathan McKinnon. And what he's doing in Colorado, it's insane too, Uppy. I've learned my lesson. Okay, Conor McDavid's the best player on the planet. And you texted me this when we were watching the games last week. The bite that he's been playing with lately punching Corey Perry in the face, yeah. running guys, playing with bite. If he adds that element to his game, I mean, look out. The Stanley Cups could be could be endless, and they still might be. But if he plays with that upbeat, to me, I got your playoff guy. He seems that he's matured into his body, and now he's like, fuck you, I need a cup. Yeah. Playoff hockey, man, yeah. we'll see. Because playoff hockey, you know what it's like. I mean, it took... It took Sid a little bit to know that, you know, yeah, you got to get beat up. You got to get beat up to win, right? You got to be hurt. And, you know, Connor is, Connor hasn't been tested like that really in, in a fucking three month playoff, like fucking hunt. Right. Yeah. So is he going to be able to do what he's doing right now? Come second round when he, you know, when they face off again, oh, fuck, I mean, everyone's so soft up north. I, I like <laughs> that north division's looking kind of <laughs> shitty up there. Just I like, like Montreal. Just like Trudeau locking him down, he might want to lock down that north division. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you come down and you got to play the Golden Knights or you, know, you, play, or you play fucking um, Colorado or St. Yeah. Louis, hopefully. I mean, these guys are, they play like men, right? And I think the game's going to pick up and you're going to have to really put your working boots on and a fucking hard hat because, you know, those guys hit to hurt. Yeah. And that's what playoff hockey is about. So, um, you know, you want your guys to last through the playoffs. And that's, you know, 
injuries are all part of it. I'd love to see Connor McDavid fucking chase a Stanley Cup. I would too. Broadway, do you think, do you think in a seven game series, if he stays healthy and they put dry stuff on this, do you think the matchups you can, you can possibly slow him down in a seven game series? Or is it like Sid back in the day, you just got to kind of slow him down a certain extent. He's going to get his, he's going to get his points. Yeah. He's going to get his points. But I think when it comes to playoff hockey, for the Edmonton Oilers, because McDavid's going to do his thing, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year. But the biggest question mark for me is the depth of the Edmonton Edmonton Oilers. I I just don't know if they're going to be able to compete with a team like Vegas, who who's got four lines and they're big and they're fast. Like, are they going to wear him down? Like they can put a line on McDavid just, and their main focus is just to wear him down. But he's I, he's so good in what he's doing this year. He's going to get his points, but I just don't know if his teammates are going to be able to pick up the slack in the playoffs where they're going to, where he's going to need them the most. Yeah, their second line has issues. Uh, Dreisaitl, Ablicator. Uh No, not Ablicator. What's his name? No. Archibald. Archibald. But he's, Archibald. He's, I don't he's like, like him. Third, third I don't like him. Yeah, he shouldn't be a second line guy. Um, no, I mean, you have Nugent Hopkins. You have yeah, a, he just you came have, back. You have our little fucker that skates around Yamamoto. He's, I mean, he's got afterburners on. So up, yeah. So you got the depth chart there. Pull it. Yeah. So Connor. I mean, Connor's been playing with the kid that I chirped at the start of the year, Pulley RV. I don't care. You can still chirp him. And <laughs> how many goals? He doesn't have enough points as he should play with McDavid, and he's got the worst style in the league. I know he really. He does, does work hard in his defense. Feature. He does. He does work hard. So they got Dominic Cahoon, who was good, a good great pickup. Great pickup. Good price point. McDavid, Pulley RV. You got Hop- Nugent Hopkins. I was going to say Anthony Hopkins, a great actor. Great actor. <laughs> uh, Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. That, to me, is a make-it-or-break-it line for your team. They need to be, I mean, Dreisaitl, league of his own, but they need to be better than the other team's second line. What's your th- what's your third line? This Ryan McLeod played his first game the other day, yeah. and he looked good. He skated well, big boy, lefty. He's skating right now. Devin Shore, Josh Archibald. That's the kid. So who's the center on that line? The the new kids? Um, Yeah, McLeod's the center. Big boy, strong skater. And then you got Gaten Haas, Chase on, and James Neal on the the fourth line. The experience is going to be the biggest issue for that team. And Cassian's hurt. I mean, that's just Cassian's hurt. Um, They need him back. That's just, you know, that's no depth. To go into yep. like the, the oh, third or how you feeling? Round. They might sign you. How you feeling? Fuck, I'm ready. I, I'll put you on that third line right Is now. Is anyone wearing ten? That's the number. I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, listen, I got a, the last time McDavid was in the playoffs, they played the Ducks in the second round, and I took the boys from Big Canyon, jumped in the Sprinter van, Dennis Shannon, Thomas J. Doherty. We went up in the suite, Evan Knapp. We didn't watch a lick of this fucking game. Like all we did was get pinned, and it was like three, four, one Edmonton. 10 minutes left in the third. I said, fuck it, boys. Let's go. Let's go take a piss and we'll get out of here. By the time we got from the fucking suite to the sprinter van, it was 4 4. <laughs> we ended up losing game five and lost in six. So, um, Connor, listen, Oppie, he's great for the game. I hope they go on a run. I think they'll beat the Jets in the first round and then it's up for grabs. But he's so good for hockey. Connor, if you wanted this guy fuck shirt, let Uppy know. We'll send you one because, man, you're putting on an absolute clinic. So, our boy. The fact daddy, Ryan O'Reilly. Fact daddy, I bet against you twice, and you shoved it right up my fucking hoop. Still love you, though. Up, he's 600 points. What he did Saturday, and took that team on his back. He had a cut above his eye. No visor. Gotta love him. (laughs) Up, he saved their playoffs hopes 
And now they've won two straight, beating a Colorado team. Granted, they're third, whatever. They're playing better hockey. Just talk about factor 600 points. That game and, and are the Blues, have they turned the corner? Just when you thought they did the other night when Bennington, you know, they have a they have a big win and Benner just fucking sounds off again, right? I love it when he does. <laughs> he loves it. But he's such a confident guy and, and he's probably like, you know what? He's also very smart. Jordan Bennington is. I don't know if Good really Instagram game. But maybe he said like this is something that we're missing, some confidence. So fuck it, I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah. I don't care. Um and then they they went on a little stretch, one two, lost two. What fact that he did the other night in, in Denver coming out and, you know, come from behind victory, hat trick, scoring goals at will. Cut over his eye. Cut I just saw the cut over his eye. eye. I'm like, get that guy a fucking Jameson, would you? Um, get him a Jameson right now. He deserves it. And yeah, the, the rainbow, the rainbow the tape on there. <laughs> I mean, he, he's felt a lot of pressure this year. And, and you know, we know that. We had him on. And, and it's first year being a captain, first time you're captain in the NHL, you know, coming off of, of – you know, a Stanley Cup winning team feels a lot of pressure. You know, you lose Petro, you lose Steen, and a couple of your guys, your go-to guys that sit in these meetings. Lots, of injuries, the table, lots, lots of injuries. Lots of injuries. He, uh, he's got them back to where they need to be. They just went into Denver and beat the best team in the league twice. Yeah, at home. They beat them at home. But yeah, oh, was that at home? Yeah, yeah. But they beat them twice. I'll leave the cardboard fucking people in St. Louis. <laughs> they do yeah, have the cardboard yeah. people there. Lots cardboard people everywhere. <laughs> uh, they're paying fans, though. That's good. Yeah. You know, they're in there yelling and hooting and hollering. Um, it's just great to see. And, and they are at a point right now where they are getting healthy and games are huge. Shenner had a big game last night. Schwartzy's fucking playing hard. Schwartzy's um, playing fucking really well. Yeah. I wanted to tell you that. I know he is. He's buzzing. He, he does this a little, little spin around in the court. Yeah. He can't get him. Fuck. He keeps the puck on his stick. Yeah. If a puck gets rimmed around the wall, Jaden Schwartz gets the puck all the time. It's crazy. I don't know how he does it. That thing would explode like fucking like ice cream in the fucking microwave for me. Well, that's because you had the shakes out there. <laughs> no, you were good on the wall. Give yourself some credit. But he 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 it does a spin move in the corner. I've noticed. So it's good. Like, yeah. It's he's like a little. You know. Yeah. It's almost like the the part of his blade that's on the ice is so small. You know, mine was so long. Probably why I could skate fast only in one direction. <laughs> He could he he can just stop on a dime and turn and turn and turn. Yeah, I get tired, man. I'm I gotta change. Step, I gotta step in here. You were great on the wall. You were you were good. You would protect. I keep it, my elbows and up. you could go cross ice sauce, make the play of the middle. Oh, so yeah, I just I had could, to say, yeah, you could do. But that. I, in the ozone, the ozone, I mean, the ozone, stop, start, stop, start. Yeah, it's, like, it's crazy. Watch me in practice do that when I was a fourth liner and just trying to get some extra work in. It was, <laughs> I would just drill in practice. I would drill fuck all these things up. Yeah. So, but anyway, the Blues, it's good on you. Um, St. Louis fans, man, it, that's just an exciting um, team that I want to see either take down Denver or Vegas in the second round. I, I do. We'll see. Or in the first round. First round. Gonna get in the first round, yeah. Because yeah. that playoff race is uh, it's it's heating up a little bit in the West. Like with Arizona still in the hunt. I mean, this is a huge week for St. Louis. They play Minnesota three straight, and they've got to play in a total of five times. They got some games in hand, but. I'm um, I'm excited to see St. Louis. I think they're going to get in the playoffs and to be able to play Vegas or Colorado in that first round. St. Louis, if healthy, is going to be a tough out. And Ryan O'Reilly, with the level he's playing at, and he's willing his team to victories. And I think they're going to jump on his back and try to ride him and see if they can get another cup run here. Fact, Daddy, congrats on 600 career points. You're a fucking beauty. Um, what you're doing right now is insane. Their schedule scares me. They're going to get in. But Minnesota, if you guys haven't watched this Kirill Kaprizov fucking play, yes. this kid's like a little Sergey Fedorov with a little stick with sick hair that goes short side titty for fun. 
Like he's unbelievable. He makes the wild fun to watch again. They have the best record in the NHL, the Minnesota wild since I think the halfway point of the season. So they got them a couple of times, but the blues are going to get in. If I'm Vegas or Colorado, I don't want to play them. No. Oh, fuck, I don't want to play mini either. That West is just as good as the East. Up, yeah, a guy that you respect a lot. Princey put him up. His Game 7 speech, uh, just quickly touch on it. Like, when he was like, we can't, we're, we're here because we're a good fucking team and we're going home with the fucking cup. I had goosebumps. Yeah. I was like, I was going to go maybe run some hills and see if I could fucking up. lose a quick 50. But, I mean, as a guy you played for, when you saw that, did it bring back good memories? Or did, that's just Chief, right? That is Chief. And in a nutshell, I had him in Philly as an assistant before he took over after Lavi left. And then I also, you know, I, I had him, I had him in St. Louis as an assistant, but more so he was always like a mentor to guys like me or guys, you know, just that were willing to talk to him and laugh and hang out. Like he always just said the right things to you. And he always he knew how to kind of, he knew how to get the best out of guys. And when I saw that Obes, that was that, you know, chase to the cup HBO show or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That, that, that was all on. Right. And I actually, I think it was on Amazon Prime. But anyway, after fucking <laughs> Chief took over for Mike Yo! <laughs> All right. So Mike Yo, he took over for Mike Yo midway through the year. Oh, that's right. He, and I don't know if I've told you guys this on, on the podcast yet, but in the coaching room, the new coaching office in St. Louis, they fixed the rooms up my last year. Built new, built new coaching offices, whatever. The assistants are all outside in like a communal area. It's something you'd see like, you know, like a fucking facebook uh place right everyone's around you can shoot the shit buzz ideas off of everyone's got their computers and then the head coach has his own office craig baruvi when he took over he stayed out there with the assistant coaches with otter the goalie coach and he never went in the fucking head coach's room he said no this is we're fucking this is our group of guys right here we're going to do this together and that's just the way i'm going to be and i think that's just such a cool thing for for a coach to do to give like confidence to his assistants to that we're going to keep this the same i'm just taking over a little bit of leadership here but we're not changing a thing we just got to get these boys fucking playing better and that's that's a, a confidence thing and i think he was able to instill that in his guys and that speech he gave before game seven in boston they just got ragdolled in game six they had a chance to win the cup in game six they get smoked he knows coming into game seven that these guys are fired up but what does he have to do nothing just give them a fucking Let's fucking go. Yeah. This is our this is our game. We're a good fucking team. We deserve to be here. And fucking the Stanley Cup. We're Cups going in the home building. with the fucking cup. So uh great job on Princey for that. Yeah. Um, Princey kills. I me. love Chief Craig Ruby. You're a fucking legend. We'll have him on after they have a nice play. I got, a, here. I got a good Chief story, actually. I didn't play for him. So I've been to two hockey games since I retired to watch the fact daddy at the Honda Center and went to, to Vegas with Todd Pickup. So I go to the um, blues. Ducks game after I go down with a couple girlfriends of mine and the one girl's fucking pinned. Which ones are they? Pinned. It was Kelly and her friend Lindsay and right. this other girl, right? So the fact daddy comes out, he's looking sharp, and the, and the one girl, Lindsay, she's she's pinned and she's like dancing around. So the big rig comes out with like a fucking in and out burger. So she takes a bite out of Big Rig's fucking thing, right? And then Barubi <laughs> comes by, he's like, hey, big rig. Easy on that double double cheeseburger there, big fella. I don't think you need it. <laughs> and I was just dying. He just, from what I've heard from Factor and a few of the boys, that he just He's simple message, go out and play. You're not playing well. Sit here. Sometimes that's the best kind of coaching up. He's funny, man. He's his one liners are are epic. Yeah. So some, Chief some Blues, we're pulling for you. Can't repeat, but 
That's why Gefford bet against a good Irishman, eh? Stuffed it right up my arse. Yeah, there. you don't really bet against the Blues that often. I don't. At least not that I know of. I don't. But when McKinnon and Ranton and you guys will <laughs> love this. So we had Jamie Drysdale and Mikey Anderson, two young defensemen from Colorado, uh, from Anaheim and L.A. on with me and Cools. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, boys, what's the one player that you've maybe been on the ice that you're like, I shouldn't be on the fucking ice? For me, it was Ovi. When I got traded from Anaheim to Tampa, my first game against Ovi, I'm like, I shouldn't be out here. This is not fair for me. And he's really having a good time. <laughs> and they both said, and they both said, it's not so much a player, it's a line. It's Landis Clog, Rantanen, and McKenna. McKinnon. He said that. When I got out there against those guys, they were like, uh-oh. So yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was just funny to see two young defensemen Say one line. Talk, so, yeah, yeah, and talk about like their modern day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, modern day I text Landy. I'm like, fuck, couple, like there's been two young defensemen that said you're a nightmare to play against out there. So um, it leads us into our next segment, Up Dog, our boys at uh, Canadips, Norris Trophy Race segment presented by Canadips. These guys are fucking beauties. They said, I've been, I buy Canadips every two weeks, means I'm probably chewing them too much, but they're healthy for you, right? They sent me a picture of these two beauties with Canadips stickers. These guys did are they, great. They, they want to, yeah, they want to, nice. they want, nice. I bought them, but curfew, what's our curfew? Curfew cal- 20. Curfew 20. Curfew Cali. Curfew Cali. Curfew Cali. Fire me a candidate. So I, I, I just took mine out. They want us to go up there to humble and watch all the, they said the crops are going fucking bananas up there. And they love that. They, they love that you put the THC one in and went, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking, that was no joke. For, yeah. for you out there, for you people out there that listened to the last podcast, I could not talk because I was a little, I had the little buzz key going. He texts me, he's like, you, you want some of these? I'm like, nah, man, Uppy's the edible guy. I can't really take them. But he said they're fucking unbelievable. So to Uppy, our point, it says they got 100 milligrams of THC. Is that, that can't be one. That's the whole tin, right? It's got to be the whole tin, yeah. Yeah, because you'd be fucked up off 100 milligrams. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and it, Hammer I was the whole just, tin in there one night. See what happens. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't go. T- that's the that's the beginning of the end when you take too no, much of that stuff. I know. And mushrooms. You take too much mushrooms, look out. I got to tell the story about in Cincinnati one time when we all took mushrooms and we, Lupul was fucking in one so bad. Anyways, um, <laughs> Broadway, we'll start with you. The Norse Trophy race. Um, just your thoughts. I don't think it's much of a race. Uh, there was one guy that you said it's uh, you want to throw his hat in the ring there, baby. The one guy I think who's got a sleeper is Adam Fox out of uh, the New York Rangers. He's a, a guy that play. He leads his team in ice time. He's a top pairing defenseman. He's got uh, 46 points in 48 games, and he's a plus 23. I mean, so those stats right there speak for himself. But, I mean, I'd like to see him score a couple more goals. I would probably get him higher up and get a better chance of winning this Norris. But the cool fact is that four of the nine last Norris um, trophy winners have been under the age of 26. So that is playing in his favor. And the, what he's been doing for the New York Rangers – has been incredible. He's a he's he's been big part of the reason, along with Panarin, why they're still in this playoff race. Jimmy Scoops throwing out the stats. Hey, I like when Scoops he gets this guy. Totally. He's at home doing his home. What a pro. Um, Hazy, listen, what Adam Fox is doing, it's pretty impressive. The way he sees the ice, the way he moves his feet offensively, the sky's the limit. And the Rangers team in general, listen, you said Panarin. Zabanajak throwing there. Lafreniere yep. finally. Yeah. Capo Caco. I mean, offensively, this team is through the roof. They got to learn how to play away from the puck a little bit. I I love Adam Fox. I love what he's doing. To me, Uppy, you just talked about Victor Hedman. I mean, sorry about Connor McDavid, and and you could give Connor McDavid the heart every year, probably, right? You could have given it to him last year instead of Drysaitel. Like he is the best forward in the league. Well, in my opinion, Victor Hedman is the best defenseman, and he's the Norris Trophy winner this year. He's leading their team in scoring. 
Kucherov's been out all year. Stammer's been dinged up. He plays every situation against the top lines. Um, I, I just think he's that good. I mean, if I, if you asked all 31 GMs, they said, I'll pick one defenseman to have for this playoff race. I think they all yeah. would say, besides maybe the GM in Vegas because of Shea Theodore, who I think <laughs> should get some love for this. Theo, great kid. He's having a fucking Norris Trophy year. Oppy Victor Hedman, to me, is the clear-cut favorite for the Norris Trophy. Yeah, and as a forward, I can say I like to see the Norris Trophy given out to the best fucking defenseman. Yes. yes. A guy that Agreed. plays defense, a guy that imposes will on his opponents physically and can also move the puck, skate, make plays, see the ice, and that's exactly what Victor Hedman has done, and he's done it very, very well over the last couple of years. Um, you know, what he did in the playoffs last year really helped – fucking elevate Tampa Bay. Roman Yossi was and is the defending champ um, or defending Norris Trophy candidate, and he's having another great year. But Victor Hedman is, you know, he is your modern-day Nicholas Lidstrom, and he's a Swede, and he's fucking six foot six and he fucks yeah. so heads up <laughs> yeah no, i great, think he's gonna win beard. but this this i i do hedman is the best defenseman in the league but i mean i just want to give that kid fox some love because he's young and what he's doing is so impressive how old is he 23 or something yeah 23 he's got yeah he's a college guy so i gotta give college guy love he's yeah he's 23 23 at the oldest i think i mean if you think of the future cal mccarr kale mccarr yeah, boy. I mean that guy. He's going to be in the finals. The way he moves up, he, was it you that texted 22 me? Twenty-two years old. Was it you or or Loops that texted me? The way he moves side to side. Yeah, I mean oh. it's like I mean the last guy I've seen like that is Lindstrom. The way he when he angles guys out, like as a defenseman, you're taught you get outside the blue line and then you slowly angle guy across. Right? It's it's not that easy without crossing over. Kale McCarr, he fucking he's like Lindstrom out there, man. He's it's going to be him, Fox. If Quinn Hughes can ever figure out how to play defense up in Van City. This league's stocked full of young defensemen. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah. Uh, and a shout-out to Aaron Eckblad, who I think was having a Norris Trophy candidate, uh, yeah. candidate year and got hurt. And, yeah, I've, we've, we've been there, but uh, just, you know, what he – fucking Florida Panthers are right in the mix, and he was a big part of that team, like, really, you know, turning a curve this year for, uh, for that organization. He's having a great year, and hopefully he comes back healthy and better, better than ever. Shout out to the fucking Panthers in general. Eki, too bad you're out, buddy. We're fast recovery, but Montour's jumped in nice. Your boy Sam Bennett, fuck up. Wow. Me. Did, I, did I laugh at the clip of when you're talking about fucking South Florida? You're like, perfect time here. <laughs> Get off the fucking bird, feeling good. Bikinis, tacos, <laughs> margaritas, tacos. I was like, fuck, taco does sound good, right? Yeah. Poppy's right. So, candidate lip boomers, boys, we love you. Norse trophy race, Hedman. Broadway's loving Fox. Shea Theodore, kid, keep going, man. You're playing unbelievable. Um, we're talking about another defenseman here real quick. Uppy, you got the clip up there of this Connor Murphy losing his fucking bucket and trying to get back to the bench. I sure do. This is not fucking National League. <laughs> okay. We're going to pull it up here. And Broadway, pull it up on your phone. Watch this. Watch this poor fuck. I mean, the thing I thank is, God is, there's not twenty thousand at the madhouse. That's all I gotta say. I think he's such a fucking nerd, so I think it's actually hilarious. But um, <laughs> he's a guy you'd want to rough up out there for sure. Like he does get a little ragdolled there too by Eckholm in the corner. Yeah, yeah, he does. And it's great that Eckholm's a D man and just four checking too. Yeah, Eckholm's about to say. Hey, Eckholm's been huge for the Panth Predators. 
He's turned so that look, he's just he, look he's, him, he's in just one. in one. He's in one in front of the net. Look right through the <laughs> <laughs> And then they close he, up on him. He looks like the Canadian the Royal him. Royal Mounted Police that they keep their thing right <laughs> yeah. their helmet right across their eyes. They're like, how are you gonna chase a guy down if with a with a sword on your rifle when that thing's over your uh, eyes? He does get bitch slapped. Who bitch he slapped does. him? Oh no. Who is it? Who is Benino? No, thirteen. Thirteen's Benino. No. Yeah. Is Benino still playing? Yeah. Good look at him up. You look at look at it's right across his eyes. <laughs> so fuck, this gets dunk, back to the whole thing. Keith gets Why the fuck too. can't you play without your helmet? Exactly. The Listen. new rule. It's brutal. Great. I, yeah. New rule. It's brutal. It's not an NHL upbeat. Great point. And this is what I, I want to vent. I get it. You don't want a guy playing. What if that's in the fucking playoffs? Exactly. Exactly. You don't want a guy playing a minute without a shift, without a bucket on for safety reasons. Yeah, Fine. I, I agree. You do. I agree. But. Yeah. Let them finish the fucking play out, right? You got to keep your helmet off. You can finish the play and then change. I'll fucking run you too if you got your head down. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. <laughs> but listen, it's worse to play without a glove. Scary. It's scary to play without a scary glove. Feel. When your helmet's off, you actually are like, all right, it's now, it's, now I, I got to get a highlight goal because this will be one for the ages. It's I, shine. Long my body right there. If my bucket was like almost coming off, I'd like snap it off. If and, Cam Severson's helmet, like, helmet fell off when he was playing, he had a bobblehead. <laughs> he just, you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. You he played with him. Cam Severson, I played with Seaver in Cincinnati. His head must have weighed like 45 fucking pounds. Yeah, he was could not sit on his head right. He would just he would skate around. And I played with him in Milwaukee. He's a great guy. Great guy. But And he was with the Ducks on that cup run they had when they lost yes. to the Devils. Yes. And Babcock was the coach. Yeah, Babs loved him. Babs loved him. Loved him. He did every, my first training camp, he started every drill in training camp. And then ended up in the jungle. I was like, "Hey, man, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were regular in the NHL." He's like, "No, Babs yeah, just, just loves me because of the Chiefs, Spokane Chiefs." Yeah, yeah. But he's like, junior. "Babs just loves me." Maybe go. For, I'm like, "You went first in every drill for the whole camp." They were right? all Babcock drills from junior. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly why. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's a time. This can't happen. This no. this no helmet thing. Fix it in the playoffs. They better change the fucking rule. That alone should change the rules. Exactly. The Finish out the play. Yeah. Then change. If it's in the offensive zone, maybe you have to change right away. But D zone, let them get the puck out of their fucking end. Totally. Yeah. What's the because it's a penalty now, right? Penalty. Well, yeah, you, but what, what is the penalty? Is it delay a game or something? Because mm, you get playing with illegal equipment. Yeah. Or you something. get two minutes. They throw they throw you in the old fucking sin bin. Like it's something they got to look at. Like I get in the offensive zone if they want to do that, but. I mean, that was that's not going to sell tickets, first of all. It's not good for TNT and ESPN. You should have put it on backwards. This road are like backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there was no fan. So I, I thought you guys would get a good kick out of that. Um, real quickly, unfortunate news, Uppy. Um, the Women's World Hockey Championship got canceled. Uh, I know you have a maybe a resolution. Is that the right word? A solution. A, solution. a, solution. Solution. a resolution. Listen, these women, they work extremely hard. All right, they 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 put in maybe longer hours than men. They don't get to play as many, um, you know, games. They ha they have a pro league a little bit, but that's some, that's been pulled back on them. This World Championships is their be all and end all. I get it. COVID got to be safe. Blah blah blah. Uh, I feel for these girls. Uh, I saw read a couple comments on Twitter of the players that came out. I can't remember their names. Uh, they were crushed. Um, so to you girls, sorry. I know how hard you work. The training, everything. Uppy, you have an idea for them, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, it's so two years, and, and this is where the unfortunate part is, is it's so close to the event. The world championships are, are right there. These girls have trained all year for it. It's it's always on. It's on all their calendars. It's some of their dream come trues. And I know so it was. Super Bowl. It, I know it is for us. 
right? Like the Olympics comes every four years. This world championship comes once a year. Um, and you know, to cancel it just so close when they, they have all these protocols in place, they've all been safe and they've been safe forever. You know, they, they know that they have to be safe because if one person was to get COVID, you know, from going out and, and partying in Miami and then all of a sudden coming back into the dressing room and ruining, you know, this, their team's chance to compete in the world championship, there's a lot of guilt that falls on that. So they yeah. have, you know, we, we all know the sacrifice that they put in. It's the same as the NHL guys. Um, but man, IIHF has made the world juniors happen yeah. and they bent over backwards to make things happen in Edmonton and, and put these guys in the bubble and the NHL did it last year. And just for them to be a last minute cancellation for back-to-back -back years is really unfortunate. And you, you hope that someone is able to fix the solution for them. And for, for me, I think, you know, if, if someone could step up in a city that probably is in Canada because Canada's no. got their whole, yeah, I can't issue, be Canada. It, it, whole issues going yeah. on. Las Vegas would love to host Vegas. They baby. host, they're, yeah. they're hosting Garth. They're hosting, they host the UFC. McGregor Poirier three. Um, you know, the Las Vegas Golden Knights might be the first team back in the NHL to play in front of a full building. And, and we hope so. Yeah. They have a great practice facility and they have a great rink in T-Mobile. If there's any way that someone understands the amount of time, blood, sweat that, that all these women have put in to play in this tournament, play for their country, win a gold medal, they might have it in them to make this tournament happen and make it happen fast and just, just move it. It would be great. Um, and I just hope that they hope they figure it out because, you know, hockey, the women have done a lot for hockey, young girls. I, I used to play hockey. We had a girl goalie when I grew up. Um, and I just love the way the game's gone for, for women in particular. And, um, this would be great if someone was able to figure this out and figure it out fast for all these girls. Well set up, dog. Yeah, and I, I feel for these girls big time, especially girls like Hillary Knight and uh, Kendall Coyne. I think I'm fucking up her last name. But I've seen these girls train because they train with the guy that I used to do skills with in the summer. And these girls are awesome for the game because you're just going to draw a bigger audience. It's going to get more people involved. And you have to take this cancellation two years in a row. And to, this is what they dream of doing. And this is what they work for their whole lives. And for it to be an easy fix by just moving to the States. I mean, I shouldn't say easy, but it could be a potential fix for them. I think the, the IIHF dropped the ball here on these girls big time. Absolutely. Uh, they're doing the under 18s in Texas. I mean, I, I feel for these girls. You guys, you guys said it perfect. Well said girls, keep your head up. Hopefully it works out for you. We got a new segment here at missing curfew up dog sponsored by our friends at good life. Um, we're going to do a missing curfew player safety. Because our boy Princey, he keeps putting up these, and kudos to the guys that are in the league. They're doing, they're fucking doing the banging. The hits. There's a lot of traction. People are arguing what's a pet, what's a suspension, what's not a suspension. So moving here for the rest of the playoffs, no disrespect to Big Georgie, who does it for the NHL. We're just going to put a little old school flavor on it. Talk about these hits. Not really give out suspensions, but talk about them. If they're fines, not fines. Um, we got a couple moving forward. And before we do, I'm going to say this real quick. These clean hits. I used to fight a little bit. And guys that fucking fought more than me would say the same thing. You don't have to fight for a clean fucking hit. All right? A guy gets laid out. You want to be a good teammate and get in there and defend him? Fine. Take his number and hit him back just as hard, just as clean. These clean hits, 
with guys having to drop their gloves right ever. It's not right. It's not the way the game was meant to be played. Clean hits are fine. Take his number and drill him. And speaking of drill on, Uppy, pull it up. What do we got? We got the kill horn hit first, right? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe we're to, we have to talk about this. <laughs> I know, but this one was getting this, some traction on our, it was? On our Instagram. There's man, I, hits like this used to happen in my sleep. Yeah, you used to do them all. But really, if, can you rewind it there? You're damn right I can. If you're going to talk about, you know, having to fight right after this kill horn, he don't give a shit because he just dropped his oh. mitts. He just dropped his mitts. <laughs> he was one and of my five fights in the league. It was at Gardner he fought. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? He fought him well. Fucking did the old race to the ceiling as he's going off. I think it's a I think it's a great hit. It happens fast. The game is fast. Fuck but the game is physical. Obes. The yeah. game's physical. Yeah. This this hit here, like, yes, it's a it's a suey pass. Yeah, it's a suey the pass. Defenseman. And hi, how are you? You're fucking run right into my shoulder. Sorry, but that's the game. Like you were allowed Absolutely. to hit each other. Absolutely. And the day you take out hitting is the day this thing turns into, into fucking pond hockey with ringette sticks. It's a clean hit. It's a default. It reminds me of I gave our boy Big Andy Sutton. Remember Big Sutsy? Of course. Sutsy. Oh, yeah. Of course. So Landis Cog's having a Calder trophy year, and I throw a fucking pizza up the middle. <laughs> oh, and fucking thank God Landy got his head up. That's a good hit. That is such That's a good hit. That's a fucking hit. good hit. We need that hit. And he does have his head up. I mean, that's but he shoulder. doesn't know how to take a hit that's, either. That's fine. That's fine. But that's why Gardner goes and fight him because Gardner knows he fucked up. Like he gave his teammate a buddy pass. And I mean, I give it for Gardner for being sticking up for him. But Killorn, what is he supposed to do? He's in. He's standing at the blue line. He's got this guy coming at him full speed and he just puts his shoulder into him. That's So how many games do we give him or do we give him any games? No, or he didn't get anything. No, like Give him a no, bonus for hitting no the night. That's, that's a fucking hit that gets the boys fired up. Totally. That's yeah. this is the time of year you got to start laying the body out. Things are getting tough, and you know what? You're going to play Carolina in the second round. Yeah, that game. So, I watched or that first game. round. So heads up, that game had some bite to it. Those two teams don't like each other. So uh, Killhorn, good hit. Gardner, way to get in there and chuck him, like you said, Broadway. If you throw a suey like I did to fucking Big Land, Landy had to fight Sutsy. You got to get in there, right, Broadway? You got to get right in there. Just speak. It, it's just like out of like respect for your teammates. But if you're sitting on the bench and you see your defenseman throwing a pass like that and he does nothing about it he's getting an air full so i think Gardner knew he had to respond right away yeah and for the guy taking the pass get your fucking head up it's the national league up dog you got the jumbo joe hit there jumbo joe on perot this Perot. one's a this, this one? one is pro get up this one yeah but hey, hey. it's a little dirty up dog i'm gonna no, say it's it. not think, he goes down hey, like a it's sack a, of no bricks. suspension but it's i think he should, it's a fine for sure you know like, what it is you know what it is broadway it's not dirty it's cunty Cunty, yeah, but it's that's a what, fucking just little like cunty. A, he passes the puck. Gordon <laughs> just skates over this. I'm this watching it over shit. and over and over How'd again. How'd you do that? That's sick. That and I just love it. I know Perot sees him coming, and I know he's waiting to get the hit, and he's gonna snap his head back. I mean, I. <laughs> that's a great. I mean, oh, so you think Perot's acting? I think Perot knows he's coming the whole time. I, I know it because he, he does come to Joe before. Uppy, you're right. He All does right. kind of look. Oh. He, he knows he's coming. He's waiting. But, yes, he clips him. And, like, that should be – that could be a suspension. It That's – he got fined. No, fine. It's definitely That's a fine. it. What do they think of, 3,300 or something? Or I thought I saw that. Spends more – he spends more than that on sashimi. Ju ju Jumbo's, <laughs> dinner Jumbo's made 120 bananas. I think that I, – I got no problem with the fine, not a suspension. I think it's a little on the cunty side by Jumbo, which I'm okay with. And I just want to say one thing on Jumbo. He's in the penalty box – 
He's yelling at Ellers. He's fired up. There was comments about Sheldon Keefe that he's bringing energy and passion to the fucking dressing room and bench. And once again, we're three guys here without a cup. I think he can taste it, that this is it. Yeah. He wants these guys to know that they have an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. And this stuff here, Uppy, it's cunty, but it's playoff hockey. Right? I agree, Obes. And you know what? Um, so we're okay with the fine, though, with the NHL? We would give him a fine for that? Is that okay with that, Broadway? To me? Yeah, I'm I, slapping I, a fine on him. Yeah, and you know what, boys? It's all about what happens before, too. Like, we, you, you got to take into consideration, like, the way the shift went. Why Joe is going after Do they do that, though? That's a good point. I think they do. And yeah. Yes, they do. I yeah, know okay, okay. I because when sure. you have the call with the player safety. Oh, they two, do. They talk to you about, okay, so the shift before. Yeah, you're right. Have you what had happened? a call, Uppy? Yeah, I've got, I've got fined twice. Never suspended? I got actually suspended twice. You had to get suspended. <laughs> I got suspended twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once was uh, I cross-checked Sergey Breland right in the lips. Who? And then while I was in the box, I called him a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so that the camera was on my... It was on my face, yeah. and I said, like, you know, you can read my lips plain as day. And in the conference call with the team, they're like, well, you know, we, we knew it was a, a it was a bad cross-check. We didn't know if we were going to suspend you, but then, like, the TV camera's on you, and he's skating off herd, and you you yell, like, you fucking pussy. Yeah. So, the, so like, they did because of that? Yeah, we had to give you, we had to give you one. So the same thing happened to me. It was your boy, old chicken parm, was in between the bench. It was Vancouver Rangers. It was a chippy game. I actually ended up getting fucking benched in the third, so I was already steaming, beaming. Avery was chirping. A.V. Voros was in there, so I go down the bench. And I spear fucking Avery right on TSN. I get suspended. But Shani's like, what happened? I'm like, fucking Avery's chirping Horty, calling him a fucking space monkey or something, and chirping her whole bench and running his mouth. I had enough. And they took it from two games to one game because yeah. there was more to it. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do like to know kind of how the story, how the story ends up. Yeah. Obi, I'm going to throw this out there. This is a hit yesterday Let me see it, bud. in the Nashville game, our boy Erica Branson. This to me is dirtier than Ooh. on Kirby Doc. This is this to me is dirtier Ooh. than than Ooh. the Joe Thornton hit because the guy doesn't see him coming or doesn't really know he's that's worse than Jumbo's hit. That's worse because it's to me it's it's you stopping and coming back with the elbow. That hits prickish. That's a prickish. Hit. <laughs> that's a prickish hit. So I, I don't know what happened, but as I was looking at the jumbo hit, this is the hit of Gabranson that concussed Carpenter. Sorry. It, was there any disciplinary reason on, on that, or we didn't hear? Or? This was. Um, I'm sure that this is going to be looked at. Did this today. happened last night. Last night. Yeah. One day okay. Ago, ben so hey, say it. What do you give him? Before oh, yeah. save it. it'll come out after. But this what is you, going to be. This the guy got a concussion. This so, is going to be two games. Two games. I agree. Broadway, can you see that hit over yeah, there? Yeah, no? I got this hit. That that is. That, yeah, that is dirty. Branson plays oh, on the edge. He plays games, heavy, but two games. that that that's the. I'd love to be a part of that conversation to see because Branson looks pretty pissed off here. I mean, he's definitely going to get a fine. I'm sure he's going to get at least a game here. I don't know how many games going to get down the stretch, but yeah, that's that is a lot dirtier than the Jumbo Joe hit. You heard it here first, folks. Missing curfew player safety. William Upshaw. Branson dinging him too. Next hit. Galchenyuk. Now, this one stirred the pot a lot. Alex Galchenyuk on the uh, who'd he hit? He hit uh, Lowry. Lowry, who just signed a nice five year, 25 yeah. banana fucking deal. Um, Not bad when you just big guy snap draws back. Yeah, he's Team, a good He must be really good in the room. He's a good player, though. Yeah. Has I don't he know ever if he had 20 goals. No, but he's good. No. He's like, he's a guy that can play. How many did he get? I think. 
He got five for five, didn't he, or something? Broadway did he get? He got uh, five years, three and a half. Oh, that's a little bit more, a little bit more than uh, Scott Lawton. But he's got that similar impact that Scott Lawton did. I think he has a huge impact in the locker room. He's been in the league a long time, and I think the guys really enjoy having him around. He's fucking tough too. He'll chuck him. Sure is. So I'll take a guy. I'll give a guy three and a half bananas if you fucking win face off. Chuck him and good in the room. Yeah, I'm watching this one here, boys. And can I watch it to me? Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, but he puts. I think Laurie (laughs) kind of puts himself in a spot. It's not porn, buddy. You don't have to hug. You don't have to hug. It's not porn. (laughs) Right. If you look a little deeper, Laurie's extended like that, don't you? I feel like that's what he puts himself in a bad spot and gets hit. Hold on one second. Yeah, we got it right here. Tavares turnover. Oh, I mean, rewind that up. Let's go. That was a turnover. It's all Tavares' fault. (laughs) Tavares. Stop on the puck, Tavares. Oh, that's so clean. It's yeah, that's clean. So this one they were pissed about the Jets, but Paul Maurice was pissed about it. Broadway. Tell us your thoughts on the hit now. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think Lowry, you know, he's 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 extended himself. He's kind of put himself in a bad spot. And I just think Gilchenik's got to do it. He's a guy that's been in the lineup and he's playing well. I don't think he had any cruel intentions on this hit. So, it's like, just unfortunate in, in, that Laurie got a little concussion here from this hit. But I think that the onus is on the puck carrier there. God, you could snap this iPad around. Look huh? at that. Look at you. Hey. You're like a little illustrator here, fella. Oh. it's He's in a vulnerable position he with himself. his head down. Yep. Uh, Galchenyuk does not change any sort of principal point of contact. He's skating straight with his shoulder down low. Keep your head up or you're going to get fucking hit in this league. I agree. Clean check, put himself in a position, miss a curfew player safety. We say no fine, no, no, no fine, unfair. no nothing. Same as the nothing. NHL. And then the last one here, this one got our boy Lupul involved in social media, which takes a I don't even need takes to read a this one. Miracle, yeah. Or, or watch this it. one here, listen, Wheeler, it sucks because he came in from from a concussion, but he puts his my question to you is let's not even talk about that. Who was the best reverse hitter you ever played against? There's two to come to just pick one because I think Rob Rob Blake. Okay, who's the second one? I think uh, you got to take my guy, but who's your second is one? Is he our age? He's sweet. He's, he's our age. Fucking Drew Doughty. Okay. You Drew know. Doughty fucking tore my ACL by a, a reverse ass hit. Lol. Okay. It so was dirty. Rob We're Blake. Princey to show that and one. And Drew too. Doughty. Don't take another one. Hold on. We'll get back to you. We'll go back to you. We'll go back <laughs> to you. Name hey, up every your favorite porn star. Go. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Jenna Jameson. Uh, Broadway, who, who's the best reverse hitter you ever played against? The best one. I'm gonna have to give it because he did it to me. Is Jamie Ben? Jamie Ben is he was really good at it, and he's got that big body, protects the puck. And I try to give him a warning because I thought I was gonna catch him off guard. Give him like, hey, a heads up. He fucking reverse hit me right on my ass. I'm gonna say this guy. I love this guy. I only played for him for a little bit, which is probably a good thing for both of us. Uh, Rafi Tico Torres. I mean, uh-huh. the way he would reverse hit guys. Every time I went in to hit him, I I would not hit him because of that. I would. I knew going in that if I tried to take a run out of him, I could end up on my ass. And he almost hit me at the end of the period in the second round, where I actually tried up and go fight him. Where he jumped and I just missed him. But um, Rafi Torres, and then a guy who you love, I think was your favorite player. I played one game against him. I think Peter Forsberg. Yep, I went in to try to get him in the corner. Oh, right. Yes. He invented it, didn't he? Steiner can do it too. Steiner. It's a fucking Swedish. It's a. Swedish was Forsberg thing. your favorite player growing up? Yeah, he was. Him yeah. and Paul Korea. Oh wow! Two favorite favorite guys. Just because I, I I remember vividly them going at it in World Juniors and World Championships and the Olympics together, like in the finals, and it was like a back and forth match, Canada Sweden, and they, they were the two best players. Um, so and then I got to play with play with one of them, got traded for one, pretty cool. 
Yeah, that is pretty. You guys, uh, we got to get PK on. He's he's down here surfing it up. Yeah. Right? He lives a simple life. So, um, I hope we hope you enjoyed that. We're gonna have a little fun with it down the stretch in the playoffs. Missing curfew, player safety, brought to you by our boys at Good Life. What do you think of this shirt? Is it too pink or? No, it looks Your good, shirt's buddy. perfect, but yeah. you got a little. I don't know what you got know, on I don't, there. I, don't know I think what it's that maybe is. just a little of the pen. We've been working. I on wore pens. this on uh, last my last night before my cleanse. It's probably some kind of booze on there. I have to imagine. <laughs> though. Um, top titty, fucking top titty. Sam Reinhart, you, Sam Reinhart. Do you remember how drunk Sam Reinhart got at Coachella? I wasn't there. for Oh that. my god. I remember how drunk I used to get there. So we go with we go with Jack Eichel, who's a beauty, and this Sam Reinhardt, who's a good kid. He got so drunk. Anyways, um, he fucking lit it up. Three goals, seven shots, 45 points to the winner. Evan Kent, 147 points. Kenter. All right, Kent, give it away. Why'd you pick Sam Reinhardt? Yeah, Sam Reinhardt, really? This guy's having a good year. He's got 21 goals, Sam Reinhardt. And they'll play in good Boston. Yeah, good for you. I took all of Boston, by the way. Too, I mean, I had him every which way. I had Charlie Coyle, and did I? if I had to know he hasn't scored in 27 fucking games, I would have never taken him. I, How do you not score in 27 games? I, I can tell you. I think I did it. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> I, went, I went over 100 with that one. Don't ask me. What's going on there, though, with him, Obi? Hazy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at you, but I'm, up, I'm talking I, to him. He, he's, yeah, he's... I. I think Charlie Coyle, games, he was he's having a disappointing year. Yeah. But he's a guy that I when we do DraftKings with playoffs, he's a guy I'm gonna ride. He kind of yeah. reminds me of a, a Brian Bickle. You know, he doesn't put up big numbers in the in the regular season, but when it comes to playoff time, he's man, good. that guy's effective and he's gonna be a huge piece to the Boston Bruins if they're gonna make a run at the Stanley Cup. I watched this fucking game on Friday because I'm on the wagon. I had to work and play golf. I didn't know Patrice Bergeron wasn't playing, by the way. I didn't get the memo yeah. on that. But your that was, boss, your, ex, your ex Boston Bruins came out and laid a fucking egg. I oh, mean, had Tuka Rask in net. He got pulled. And I was like, yeah. I took him at, I took him, I took a money line. I took it on the chin. Anyways, Evan Kent, Kenter, congratulations. Updog, you won the inner pool, 83. Oh. OB, 82. Wee. Broadway, 49. What, what happened, bud? I, I, I went heavy Boston Bruins, and my the big dogs didn't show up. So I took that on the chin, boys. So the top titty, Uppy, is there something new going on this, sh- this week with the top titty? We have some exciting, exciting news with the top titty, Obes, Friday night special. It is a paid tournament right now. So buck up. $5 entry. $3 entry. Ah, I thought I made it 5 I wanted a little extra. Oh, we should up it. Just, up the price. Well, but we're going to get there. So $3 entry. Get your picks in early. Uh, we open up the gate Thursday. Uh, you can want to get your team in by Friday. I'm telling you, Friday morning, things were heating up, but there was only 20 spots left by Friday afternoon. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be a good point to you guys out there that are doing this. It means a lot to us. We love doing it. I'll be before you get going. Sorry. The fact that we have it sold out now, thank you, right? It's thank great. Yeah. It's great. So it's exciting. Um, fuck our boy, our boy Evan Kent's getting a, this guy fucked t shirt. You fuck, bud. Kenter's so we'll figure fucking. out if you're, you're probably an XL. I like the boys. Ah, fuck. Hey, hit us up in the DM. Let us know what size you are. Yeah, he lets Princey know. Um, But yes, this weekend, bunch of good games. Obes, do we know the games? Got them right here. Ready? Kings Ducks take the under. That's a snooze fest. (laughs) Toilet bowl. That's a toilet bowl. Maybe Getsy gets one. Jets Canadians. Who knows with the Canadians, man? Listen, I'm pumping the Canadians all week. Fuck. You watched that kid play? I have it, but I saw saw his shootout skills. Yeah, he's a fucking... So YouTube specialist, yes, but... 
Cofield, he he can skate and he can shoot. He separates himself from the from you know from guys yeah. coming up the ice. His first shift, I mean, they're like, "Oh, is he going to touch the puck? When is his first? And then all of a sudden, there was a quick like, you know, transition, and he got this bisky and he was gone. Really? And I'm like, "Fuck, okay, let's you know another young kid that we get to fucking watch." It reminds <laughs> me of Patrick Kane, like watching yeah. him practice. Like I got to witness Kane or practice like that all the time, and this kid resembles him a lot even with the socks over the back and it's hard for me to resemble a player um, fuck he's tiny isn't he when a guy's a left-handed shot and a guy's a right-handed is shot. he a reason right shot right he's a right-handed he's shot. a right so it's it's just it's hard for me to ever be like oh he's like kane because he never will look like kane as a right-handed shot you know what i mean who's a little righty that was sick that we played against i can't even um it, it's it's weird. I, yeah. the righties have their own style. They shoot. They have fucking hard shots. They, the Sagans, the Ovechkins, the fucking uh, Stamkos. They like all have that like fucking blistering one timers. Yeah. It's hard to really get that like young Patrick Kane flashy righty, isn't it? Who, who is? Yeah, I don't know. But Kane had a good fucking I, I shout out to Andrew Shaw who just retired. But Kane had a good little tweet to him. He's like, hey, "Congratulations, Shawzi! What a career!" Especially a guy with that awful of equipment style. <laughs> Shawzi had terrible style, but um, yeah. So that kid was good. Huh? You watched him. Good hair. I saw him buzzing in the warm up. He's you know. I don't know if he's going to be the savior for Montreal this year, like everyone's hoping, but they did win. Get, they won a big that game. That was a huge win. I pumped their tires, and they lost. That was a huge win. Sharks avalanche hammer the abs. They've lost two straight. I'm going to hammer them. I, don't, I haven't been better, no but I'm going to hammer that. Golden Knights, Phoenix Coyotes, and then here's a nice touch hall pass media. Maxi and the boys, they plays players to watch. In the Kings, Ducks, Kopitar, Comtois. Jets, Canadians, this guy got benched. Shifley, he didn't handle it too well. He's like crying on the media. Shifley, Toffoli, Sharks, Avs, Kane, McKinnon, Golden Knights, Coyotes, Stone, and Phil the Thrill. Top titty, Evan Kent, congratulations. We appreciate it, Oppie. This is a lot of fun. I do it. I, I look forward to it every Friday. I'm going to win one of these pretty soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I'm going to win one. Good luck. Um, <laughs> thanks, Bob. What's your secret? Hazy, what's, what happened to your squad? It was all Bruins, 49 points. Is there anything else what happened? Yeah, no, I I, talk, I went Bruins heavy, and they, like I mentioned earlier, they did nothing for me. They made a late comeback, but they were down 5 or 6-1, or 5-1 late in the third, and the game would end up being 6-4, but none of the big dogs were scoring. Like Stephen Kampfer had three points, but he's a that's, guy that... Hey. Listen, I wasn't even thinking. Is that the kid we played with? Top I play with Kempfer and, and, yeah, I go, when Kempfer, no disrespect, I can't believe he's still in the league, actually. But he I actually gotta, played unbelievable. He but plays a he, big role for the Bruins. I got when a funny he's your best player, <laughs> When he's your best player, you ain't going to win. Um, you want to tell the story? Or? I, I actually, I can't. It's, okay, good. It's, okay, it's okay. impossible. We, I would have so much backlash. It would be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't need that. Um, We have a great guest. Uh, a brief little call in with Eddie Olchuk, NBC Sports, Kentucky Derby. To our listeners out there up the north of the border, wherever you are, we're doing a watch party um, from 1 to 4 Pacific time at the Balboa Bay Club down here. Uh, we're selling tickets down here. If you're in California, Newport Beach, you want to come out, dress up in derby attire. Uh, sponsored by Patron, a restaurant. Uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, California is our charity up dog it's going to be great um we're going to talk some kentucky derby here with eddie Olchuk. um i'm excited about it we just want to do different things here it's a great thing that it's back uh and just your thoughts on that and to your listeners out there tune in chirp us talk to us uh we'll be on air for an hour hour and a half this one's going to lo look a little bit more professional um you know and fuck it did look professional in tall but yeah, we got so damn drunk 
Or are we not getting drunk on Saturday? No, we're gonna, we're gonna have getting, some. We're I'm gonna have some drinks. Drunk. We're gonna no, hundred percent. We're okay. getting some drinks, and I don't mean professional, as in, um, you know, it's just the game shut off. Well, that I mean, the ice was melting, so we kind of were like, oh, let's just wing it. We started just calling all our buddies that we could possibly get on. Thanks we to said, the if, coming on. Thanks to the boys. We said if the ice is melting out there, we're not gonna let it melt in our drinks. So yeah, <laughs> we started drinking. Um, no, well, so and then yeah. let, let me touch on it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so a lot of work putting in uh, into these shows. A Hall, Max. Thank you. Um, the Bay Club, Todd Pickup. Thanks for hooking this up. Team guy. Um, we got the big screens to watch NBC's Kentucky Derby on. We're bringing in Eddie right now. He's in Louisville. He's a big. He's a big horse guy. We're super excited. He's coming on. We thank him for that. And you know, we got the DJ. We yeah. got the Patron drinks. We got the Patron girls. We got the ice shots. We got all the girls coming in their hats. So, you know. I had to get my new custom suit because none of my suits fit me. So I got a new custom suit (laughs) made for me. But um, Broadway, I know you can't be there. They'll be there in spirits. But Kentucky Derby, watch party. If you're in Newport and you want to get dressed up and come down and catch a buzz with the boys, go on our website, missingcurfew.com. Buy a ticket. There's a few left, I think, but they're going pretty quick. To our friends out there, my big Canyon boys, Thank you for the support that are coming. Evan Knapp, Steve Gabriel, Tom Doherty, Grant Garbers, all you guys. And Todd Pickup in the Bay Club. Um, Kentucky Derby, I'm fired up. And next we got Eddie O coming at you. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Updog Derby Week. You got an absolute legend. Over 1,000 NHL matches. Um, an absolute beauty. Does great stuff at NBC Sports. Works for the Blackhawks. Eddie O, thanks for joining us. Shane. Scotty, Jimmy, nice to be with you guys. Hope you're well. Hope you're safe and uh, appreciate you guys uh, spending a little time with me. Uh, Pucks and ponies in my world. Uh, You mentioned the Derby and uh, we got uh, the stretch run here of the NHL regular season. So it's good to be with you guys. Yeah, we, we appreciate you taking your time, Eddie. And, you know, I went, th- I went through your, your career. You played in some great places. Obviously, you've seen the Mad- house on Madison rocking. The old Winnipeg Jets barn was rocking. We're throwing a derby party. We've never been to the derby. What's the, atmos- <laughs> what, what, what's the, what's the atmosphere like? What's the party like? Does it give you goosebumps still when you get the Churchill Downs and you get involved in it like you do? Yeah. Uh, you know what, Shane? I, I would just call it an absolute gong show. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Uh, I think you guys need to take a road trip next year. Now, look at Hopefully, hopefully by the time we get to the first Saturday in May next year, uh, you know, we're all back to whatever the new normal is going to be. But it, it look, it, it's a it's a party and a half. Like, it's a whole week. You have, you know, you have uh, Thursday, Thurby, they call it. You got Friday, you got the, the Phillies running for the Lilies, which is the Kentucky Oaks. And then, of course, on Derby Day. So, uh, it, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be into gambling. You don't have to be into betting on horses. That's all a part of it. But it's much more than just, a horse race. It's an event. I mean, people get dressed to the nines, the food, the, uh, the pops are flowing. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable experience. I only had been before I became a, a member of the, uh, NBC horse racing team six years ago. I only had been to the Kentucky Derby one time. Now it's obviously not ideal for hockey players or you know people involved in the game because it's the first Saturday in May and more times than not you know you're going to be in the playoffs but I would encourage anybody if you get an opportunity if you go one time I guarantee you're going to make it uh you're going to make it a habit to go every single year because 
the people, uh, the ambiance, and uh, just the whole setting of Churchill Downs. It's, it's an incredible place. So right now they're expecting, usually we get 165, 167,000 people to the Kentucky Derby. The world we're living in, everybody's got a cap. Everybody's under restrictions. It sounds like only 40,000 people. Now, I say only, uh, considering that's a quarter of the capacity, but it's on 400 acres. You'll have people on the inside. You, they have five levels of seating. you got a whole outside area. So uh, I still think it'll be a gong show, whether people have their masks <laughs> on or not. And hopefully they will abide by the safety rules. But I would encourage anybody out there, and, and uh, you guys in particular, you get a chance to take the show on the road and you want to do a show from the Derby, uh, I think it'll be something you never forget. Hey, Eddie, it's up dog. I was going to ask three guys like ourselves. We got Broadway, Obi and I, where do we watch this race? And like, where do we get in the mix at Churchill Downs? I hear, you know, I don't know if they'll let us up there in those nice, fancy suites. So can you see, <laughs> oh, yeah, can you yeah. see what goes hey, on? Hey, down? Hey, let me just say, Scotty, <laughs> Scotty, let me just say this, man. Uh, I've, I've chatted with a few of your former mates and uh, some people that have followed you closely as a broadcaster. And what I'm hearing, the way you roll, you would be on Millionaire's Row on the fifth floor <laughs> in Churchill Downs. Let, let, me just, let me just tell you that. that that's, look at, if you, if you can find a couple of ducats to get upstairs, uh, you will not be uh, disappointed. Let, let me just say that. It, it is... Uh, out of this world you know look at it's comfortable obviously if it gets a little too warm outside you can come back inside you know you got more food and pops flowing and it, look at it's i think any anywhere to go but look at you're going to want to walk around i mean that's the thing you're going to want to be and see everybody you want to go to the first floor you want to go close to the track to see the you know these equine athletes you know 1200 pound athletes traveling at 35 40 miles an hour uh, you know, they're majestic. So you want to get the whole scene. But to me, uh, you know, if you guys could get up to the fourth or fifth floor, which I'm sure all you need to do is make one phone call and you guys would be well <laughs> taken care of. So uh, I would encourage that. So uh, look, at, it's a bucket list. You guys got to do it. And uh, I want a full report. I don't want any pictures. I, don't, I just want a report. I don't need any of that other stuff. I just want a report. And if you guys enjoyed yourselves or not. <laughs> Edzo, uh, Vinny Biola has another big time horse and known agenda. Yeah. I got a, I got one question for you. What, how does he find these horses? And did he draw the short straw getting uh, the in, close to the inside rail? Is that going to be a tough spot for him to be successful in this race? Yeah. Well, first off, Shane and Scotty, I got to tell you, here's one of my former pupils. Uh, I got a chance to coach Jimmy. <laughs> Back a long time ago in the under-18s over in the, in the Checo there for Team USA in the Ivan Holinka tournament. So uh, I go back a long ways uh, with, uh, with Jimmy and uh, the family. So it's always great to be with you, Jimmy. Um, look at, uh, how do you get horses like that? Well, when, you got, when you're Vinny Viola and you got stacks amongst stacks, uh, you know, you could go ahead and, and spend, you know, eight nine hundred thousand dollars $900,000 on uh, – on horses and take your shots. Look at, he's had great success. He won the Kentucky Derby a couple of years ago with always dreaming. He's got a great trainer at Todd Fletcher. He's got Irad Ortiz on his back. That being known agenda, who's going to be the one horse. Um, you know, he won the Florida Derby. He's bred the run a mile and a quarter. There's everything to love about him. But Jimmy, as you said, he drew the dreaded number one post position. Now I don't want to go too inside horse racing here, but over the years, the number one post position 
has been death. I mean, it just has not fared very well for any horse being on the inside. Now, what has changed over the last two years, well, this will be the second year. So last Kentucky Derby, which was in September, they changed the starting gate. It used to be a gate where, how do I want to explain it? It was almost like a tractor trailer, and then they added on an auxiliary trailer to fit the other horses in the starting gate. So it wasn't all one starting gate. They've gone to this new starting gate, and what has happened is now is that all the horses are in the one gate. In the old gate, the number one horse was so far to the inside. So if you would just picture, if you're, you know, look at it, if you're driving down the highway and all of a sudden you're going under a viaduct, that inside uh, position on the highway, all of a sudden when the race starts getting into that, you know, the stretch to the, to the finish line for the first time, you would run straight into the rail. So it almost would be like the viaduct cement would be straight ahead. So you'd have to navigate over so that you wouldn't hit it. And then you got all these other cars and horses coming over on you. So that was the mindset of them bringing, bringing in this new starting gate. So in the old gate, you had to really figure it out. Like you either had to send really hard to get over or you had to have a real athletic horse to be able to navigate and get himself out of that position. It's a little easier now, Jimmy, to the heart of your question about the, you know, the dreaded number one post position, but I think the horse is tactical. The one thing I will say, the horse likes to be inside. So that's not an issue. And you got one of the best pilots in the world on his back. So I like them. I liked them a lot before the draw. I still like them. You're going to get better value with him on the inside because I think a lot of people are going to sit there and go, He's not going to win from the number one post position. We haven't had a horse win the Kentucky Derby from post position number one in a million years. Uh, so I think there's going to be great value there. But, uh, yeah, the old pucks and ponies tie with Vinny Viola and his Florida Panthers looking to win his second uh, Kentucky Derby along with his wife, Teresa. Eddie, oh, great answer. I'm going to piggyback the just the pole post position. The 14th position, obviously the, the favorite essential quality. Nobody's ever won yeah. for that position. Is Eddie, oh, is that like being down 3-0 in a series where you got to rally the boys and be like, <laughs> find a way to just win one game? Or or what's this guy got to deal with in the 14th position? Yeah, you know, look at, I mean, you know, talking about essential quality, look at, the horse is a perfect 5-for-5 five five in his career. He's done nothing wrong. He was a two-year-old champion. But the one thing I will say, Shane, is that the last race that he, he won, obviously, and he ran in, he ran against a horse by, name, by the name of Highly Motivated, who's also going to be in a Kentucky Derby. That day, the track was playing at Keeneland, uh, was very favorable to horses that like to, uh, to be close to the lead. It was kind of like a merry-go-round type of race. That race was really, really hard on essential quality. That took, I think the race took a lot out of him. I don't think he has trained as well coming out of that race, getting ready for arguably the biggest race of his life. He's done nothing wrong. His connections are unbelievable. Brad Cox, the trainer, is a Louisville kid trying to win the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm a little against essential quality now. I still have a couple of days here before I got to make my official pick and see how the track's playing and all the variants. But I would just say this, like I, I got to use them, 
but I'm not going to use him in my top two positions. I'm going to try to beat the favorite, and he's going to beat every bit of two to one, every bit of two to one, and then your next favorite's going to probably be Rock Your World, uh, the horse, Rock Your World. Uh, it's probably going to be five or six to one, and then Known Agenda is probably going to be in that seven or eight to one. Hot Rod Charlie's probably going to be in that seven to eight to one. So I think there's a lot of value. If you're against the favorite, and when you're gambling and wagering on horses especially, if you're against the chalks, if you're against the favorite, you don't have to invest a whole heck of a lot to make a lot of money. And uh, that's kind of the way that I'm angling right now uh, a few days out. Eddie, as a handicapper watching these big races down the stretch, are, are you able to, like, do you, do you make calls to different trainers? Are you seeing these horses um, – are you seeing them train and then right up to the race? I know what it's like for a big hockey match. I like to get my massage the night before, have a good meal, <laughs> have, a have a glass of wine, get ready for the big match, you know, hang out with the boys. What are these horses doing like, you know, the night before, the day before? Are they, are they getting in like high quality reps? So, you know, you and a bunch of other people that are really diving into this event are getting to see just how, you know, tip top shape these guys are in? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we get a chance to see him train in the mornings. Obviously, I'm en route to uh, Louisville. I had a, had a game in Chicago last night between the Lightning and Blackhawks. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's a situation where, you know, you do get a chance to see these horses up close. And how are they interacting? You know, do they have a good code on them? Are they, you know, are they alert? Are they, you know, you know just, you know, itching to get out of their stall? Um so look at I think what has happened, how they've run previously, has a big you know has a big decision more than anything else on me. But again, how they trained in the morning, how they've looked, do they look like they're taking to the track? Now you take it in, Scotty, as well as look at a lot of these horses have never run in front of you know forty thousand people before. Um, you know you got to play into that. Are they going to be nervous in the paddock? Are they going to be? Um, you know, how are, how is their body language on the, on the actual race day? So, you know, there's a lot there, but you know, look at, I talked to trainers and look at just like most coaches in the national hockey league, you know, how's your team? Oh, great. Yeah. We're really prepared. You know, we're ready to go. You know, our goalies are good. And then it's five, nothing after the first period. Well, you, know, I mean, you know, like horses, you know, trainers tell you the same thing. Oh, I love my horse. Yeah. We got a shot, whatever. I mean, a lot of it's propaganda. You got to stick hand your way through the minutia. But uh, for me, at the end of the day, my eyes will tell me everything, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, make people some money. Look at full disclosure here. I have not picked a winner of the Derby in uh, in eight years. Now I've had three horses that have finished second at odds of fourteen to one and higher. So you know, I, I, I look for value. I've been on the board. I gave out the trifecta. Uh, a couple of years ago, a 50 cent investment returned $80, which is a hell of a return on investment. I think we would all take that every day of the week. Um, you know, I gave out a trifecta, uh, I think eight or nine years ago that ended up paying like 3,900. So I've been, you know, I've, I've had some good success with giving people horses that I think are, are uses like horses that you need to use when you're playing your trifectas or you want to bet across the board. And again, you don't have to bet a lot to make a lot in the Kentucky Derby, even if the favorite hit runs one, two, three. Yeah. And so that's what I was going to ask is a guy that's novice to the uh, horse racing. How do you bet the horses? Are you just betting on the one horse? Are you betting two horses or you, like the whole trifecta? Like what goes into yeah. How do you bet horses? 
Yeah, Jimmy, I mean, look at it. It depends on how much you want to invest. Look, at it. I think I tell anybody that, you know, maybe is, uh, you know, is a, is a maiden in, in, in betting on horses or a novice or just wants some action. Look, at it. there's nothing wrong with getting a horse that you like, whether it's a, a name or, you know, the colors of the jockey silk or whatever. Or you say, you know what, I really like this horse or I heard, you know, I heard that old broken down hockey player and horse player that Eddie Olchek telling me I should bet the, the four horse sainthood, you know, so. Look at I, I think if, you know if, if you want to play a win play show bet so you can bet ten across that would mean ten to win ten to place ten to show that would be a thirty dollar investment and if the horse finishes in the, in the one two three you're going to get some money back you make make some money if it happens to be a long shot and he happens to win because you get paid on the win the place in the show if he finishes second you lose the win but you get paid on the place in show and if you pick him third you get the only the show money. So there's a lot of different ways to look at. You can box your birthday. You want to box your hockey numbers. You want to box, you know, whatever it is, your address. I mean, look at, I've seen some crazy stuff happen at the racetrack and anything is possible because look at, as hockey players, as we all know, a coach asks you how you're feeling or the trainer, as you guys know, the trainers are a lifeline of a hockey player. If you tell the trainer, hey man, you know, I'm not feeling great. I got a bad back or, you know, I got a bad knee or whatever. Okay. Horses cannot sit there and tell their trainer or their keeper, Hey, you know, I'm not <laughs> feeling good today. Now the only horse I know that ever did that was Mr. Ed. I mean, that, that's the only horse that I know that was able to do that. Um, but in all seriousness, I think that on any given day, as you hear it all the time, any team can beat anybody and any horse can win a race because once they open up the gate, they're a herd animal. You got crazy human beings that weigh 118 pounds or 124 pounds going 35 miles an hour on their back. There's a lot that needs to go right for a horse to win. And there's very small uh, steps in a race that needs it to go completely sideways. So uh, for me, I would say, look, at you want to play a trifecta trying to get the top three finishers? You could box four horses. You can invest a dollar. It'll cost you $24. Maybe the 24 turns into four or 500. If you want to get really crazy and box a superfecta where you're trying to get the top four finishers, um, costs a little bit more money, but I've seen some, some superfectas pay out for a, a dollar wager, you know, come back 130, $140,000. So if you get the numbers right without knowing anything about horse racing, uh, somebody's going to make some money, and uh, hopefully it's uh, you know hopefully it's one of us four. Exactly, Eddie. Oh, listen, buddy. I was an eighth rounder. I was a long shot. I like long shots. The one the one name that looked out to, that stood out to me was was Soup and Sandwich. Listen, I, I, from a guy who eats too many sandwiches, sometimes has this guy got a chance, or <laughs> is he eating too many sandwiches too, Eddie? Oh, what about Soup and Sandwich at thirty to one? Uh, well, I guess I should ask you, like, uh, what kind of soup and what kind of sandwich would uh, would a Shane O'Brien prefer? Like, well, why don't you give me a little insight? Like, are you a are you a, like a a turkey on rye or a sloppy joes and tomato soup? Like, well, what's your preference? I, yeah, listen, I probably would have went with like a, like a minestrone soup, and then the, the fat guy. I mean, I would have went with the clubhouse sandwich with the extra piece of bread right down the middle, Eddie. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Know, I would have hey, given me the clubhouse. Are you holding the mayo? Are you holding the mayonnaise on that, or are you getting a little extra mayo there? What, what's hey, going on? Eddie, oh, I'm getting the mayo on the side, too, to maybe dunk it in there, too. Yeah, you're I, a dunk I, I, got sure. fat, I got the fat kid problem. Uh, I, I, well, I guess, I guess I'll vote. I'll go, I'll go a little grilled cheese and maybe a little pasta vajol, you know? Maybe a little Whoa. grilled cheese and a little 
positive as Joel. So, um, look at soup and a soup and sandwich. He's gonna look at he, he's a uh, he's a quick horse. I think you're gonna get a thrill if you bet him. While you're eating a soup and a sandwich, you're gonna see he might be on the lead. I don't know how long he's gonna be able to run for, but um, he's gonna be a good price. You're you're gonna get a you're gonna get a run for your money if uh, if uh, if you like soup and a sandwich. Elio, that, that's what the coaches said about me. He's, I, I don't know how long you can skate for, but he'll at least go out there and battle for you. Hey, hey, Sh- hey, Shane, let, let me tell you a little story there. Look at, look at, like, I, I, I've, I've talked to you a couple of times over your career. I've watched you. I, I know your body disposition. And look at, I, I can relate as well because, uh, like, back in the day, uh, I wasn't exactly uh, like, like a Scotty Upshaw, very schvelt. Like, you know, I, I had a little extra pounding. But, but, but. Um, I will say this is that when I weighed in one day, uh, you know, back in the day you had to actually write in your weights. Like you could have somebody hawking you a lot of the times, like, you know, you'd have a weight and weigh in every couple of days. And I would always want to know when we were weighing in just to get a little bit of an edge, if you know what I mean. So uh, the first time, I think the first time I weighed in, I think I might've put maybe like maybe a, 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 a a 10 pound dumbbell in my shorts just to make sure that I would have a little extra (laughs) you know, a uh, little extra cushion in case, you know, over the year, if I happen to have a couple of extra banana cream pies or an extra prime rib over the days. But the one day I weighed in Chicago, I think it was like my third or fourth year, I weighed in and you had, you know, you had your name and you, and you had the date and you, and you wrote it in. And that day I just, I just happened to write in 2012. And <laughs> our coach, the great Bob Pulford, who, a legendary player and, and manager and coach. He won a, I think he won three or four Stanley Cups with the Leafs back in the mid-60s, maybe the last time they won the Stanley Cup. But Pulley came up to me, and uh, I think uh, I won't quite quote him verbatim, but I will. Uh, but he was very loquacious. I will say in a, in a real friendly way, he pretty much said, Hey, Olchek, what? The F is 2012. <laughs> and I said, uh, hey, Pulley, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> F-A-T. <laughs> so hey. he just shook his head. He took a puff as one of his Kent cigarettes and just walked away in disgust. So uh, that was the heaviest I ever was, was 2012, and I'll leave it at that. Hey, Eddie if you remind me of the back in the minors, our French goalie, Chewy. We were doing the honor system, same thing with the pen. And our coach didn't text and uh, do it for like three months. And finally they came in and watched and He was like 25 pounds over what he was writing in. So the, the honor system went out the window after Chewy was about 25 well, pounds well, heavier. Yeah, yeah, right. But, but Shane, look at, look at, okay. Let's, let's just, you know, let's just take it down a notch here. Look at the world we're living in now. Look at, you know, PC has taken control. We understand that. Okay. But as I said then, and I'm going to say now, Whoa. what's wrong with being a little hefty? I mean, yeah. what's wrong with having a couple extra LBs? I mean, look at, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, look at one of the greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest players. And I mean this sincerely because I played with this guy twice. One of the greatest right wingers in the history of the national hockey league. If you were a defenseman and Shane, you were, if you wanted to get the puck out of your zone, you would look for Steve Larmer. Larms would be available. Larms would be there to get the puck out of the zone. He was a safety net like you wouldn't believe in a National Hockey League. Steve Larmer wasn't exactly chiseled. Steve Larmer had a couple of extra LBs. The guy played 
a thousand games in a row. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with having a little extra poundage every once in a while. You never know when you might need it, and I mean this sincerely. That guy's a hockey Hall of Famer. I don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame. And look, there are a lot of great players. Trust me, I understand that. But Steve Larmer, go, go one day, guys, go look at his numbers. Go look at the Stanley Cup he helped us win in New York with the Rangers. Look at his Ironman streak. You ask any guy that played with him, that guy's a Hall of Famer. So Steve Larmer, I didn't have a lot in common with Larms. We did play together two different times in Chicago with the Rangers. But that guy had a little bit of poundage on him, and he was a hell of a hockey player. Yeah, and you know, I, I call it a little corner weight. Nothing wrong with a little corner weight. And and I I know <laughs> I, I know Larms actually, Eddie. Oh, I played in the PHPA golf tournament in Peterborough, and, and Larms is an absolute beauty. So Eddie, listen, He's the best. we could talk to you all day, man. We would really like to have you back on and just talk some hockey with you. But uh, we, we've got to ask you one favor. We're going to play this at our derby party before they go on. Can you give us a trifecta maybe or, or a pick or something that our, our people at our party could maybe put a little money on before we let you go? But we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no no worries. Uh, great to be with you guys. And, yeah, I'd love to come back and uh, talk about some uh, some current goings on in the greatest league in the world. Um, I would just say, look at like, – like, I think if you want to take three or four horses and box them up and you got – you know, hopefully we could guide you into a couple. Look, you like one or two I like? Great. If you don't like any of them, hey, God bless you and good luck. I hope you take all the money. Uh, I think you definitely got to use the one horse known agenda. I, I'm going to use them. I would probably tell you he's going to be my pick, but again, I, I got to see things going on on Saturday. I'm going to use a long shot, number four, Saint Hood. I think this horse has been training extremely well. I think you certainly got to look at him. We talked about Hot Rod Charlie. So I would say that those three horses are going to be the ones that, uh, that I would encourage people to take a look at in any order. I think, look, I think anything could happen, but uh, I think right now, Yours truly is going to be looking at Known Agenda, at Sainthood, and Hot Rod Charlie. And maybe if you listen closely during the broadcast on NBC on Saturday, maybe I'll throw another horse in there. Eddie O, we will have the footage on Saturday. Um, thank you, man. You're great for the game of hockey. Uh, you're an absolute beauty. Uppy, thanks for getting him. We'd love to have you back on sometime to do this for a longer period of time. Sounds good. Shane, Scotty, Jimmy, great to be with you guys. Stay safe. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys down the road, and uh, you guys got my digits, and uh, uh, I know I wasn't able to. Uh, you don't want to see me this morning. Uh, this old broken-down <laughs> hockey player and horse player is having a little bit of a rough morning traveling to Louisville, but uh, hopefully we'll be smiling like a butcher's dog, uh, like my great old partner, the great Mike Lang, used to say, doing Penguins hockey with them back in the early 2000s, uh, hopefully make people a little bit of money this weekend. So when you guys need me, I'd love to jump on with you. Have a great party, and uh, – We'll look forward to talking with you guys soon. Stay safe. Thanks, Eddie. You're, You're the, the man, man Edzo. Thanks, Edzo. Up dog. Great get, buddy. And what, Panger? Shout out to Panger. Helped us out get Eddie all right. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. And nice to know he's in the he's in the fat club there for a bit. Oh, yeah, he's got. I always I like loved that. Eddie O, but now I really love him. Yeah, you could tell the you know the life and the um, you know geez, what he's been through too. Yeah. Uh, cancer survivor and and just just his his you know his tour duty man he's he's one of the best is he's got one-liners out it's like you man you, you, you two, uh, <laughs> well thank you what a good tandem thank you thank you um but no thanks to him he's driving into uh louisville from chicago this morning jumped on the phone um he's got a busy week ahead of himself the guys i mean he's everywhere yeah and it's he's great for the game of hockey he's great for those ponies out there it was it was a pleasure having him on yeah it was great having eddie i haven't uh spoken to him a while i got to see him a bunch when i was playing in chicago and i'm pretty good friends with his uh, son Eddie Olchuk but his energy like you guys just mentioned 
is awesome. He's always been like that. He's contagious to be around. And, you know, hopefully he can win us some money this weekend, boys. Did he, did he put you on the power play in that under-18 tournament? Or oh, I, he sure did. I, I, I was uh, That's when I was like the highly touted Jimmy Hayes. He had me <laughs> out there a lot. So I actually felt bad. We didn't get him a goal. We lost in the final to Canada. But, yeah, he, he I got my ice time there. I don't have to worry what about that. Speaking speaking I was going to say, let me ask yeah, this. Yeah. What was Kevin Hayes Sr. doing at this tournament? Was he just buzzing he around? He didn't travel to that because it's over oh, in Europe. Shit. Big Daddy doesn't make the trips to Europe that often. He doesn't like <laughs> to be on the plane too long. You know, Big Daddy, he, back then – he might have been pushing uh, a lot of weight, so he, he, he wasn't he wasn't traveling overseas for seven hours. Speaking of under eighteen, Canada beat Sweden yesterday, twelve one. Talk about kids that are horny to play hockey, right? These yeah. kids haven't been playing. Anyways, Oppie, the Kentucky Derby to our listeners, we're doing a live watch party. So for you boys up in Canada that you can't go out and do anything, come on, write us, talk to us, break it down with us. It'll be great. Uppy, why have we never been to the Derby? Wasn't it? I mean, we've spent money on a bunch of stupid fucking things. How come we didn't spend a bunch of it to go there? Like it's like Eddie O, the way he talked it up, like would have been a time. Everyone who goes says it's a time. I mean, it, yeah, I saw the suit you bought for this fucking event that we have going on. So, I mean, you're planning on this being a time. Imagine we were actually at Churchill Downs, but. Uh, I've been to one race in particular. Um, so I look back at just how fun this race was. I went to steeplechase in Nashville. It was in the middle of the summer. It was awesome. And I, when, when I asked Eddie about, you know, where, where in this Churchill Downs would we watch it? I know that in the fucking, in the center that's, is where it's a rodeo. That's the mayhem. It's I, like, that's the, like GA, right? It's where like NASCAR is, yeah. but yeah, you go GA, then it's, I mean, topless. And I'm like, can, I was wondering, can Eddie, can you see the shit that goes on from the, you know, from the crowd yeah. into that pit? Cause I'm sure it's just a madhouse. The only thing about GA is, you know, is there yeah, enough pissers? You got to grind. Is there yeah. enough pissers for me? Like I, once I start drinking, you know, you've been to music festivals with me. Oh yeah. I'm I need one, we need I to need go one 15 feet either way. You need that millionaire's row, buddy. Yeah. You need a private 100%. bathrooms. You can go whenever you want. Just, you know, bump up, bump in the, you know, T Brady and the boys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fuck, it's the who's who, right, of who goes there. I mean, I just, I'm shocked that we never, I guess with the hockey schedule the first week in May, I guess we couldn't do it, but. You're probably uh, still I, recovering from Coachella. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. you were still playing the playoffs at the end of your career, but. Um, Broadway, did you have any urgency to go to, to Churchill Downs or the Derby? Is your dad a big pony guy or, or anything like that in the Hayes family? No, the, uh, I've never been. The only time I've actually came close to going was, uh, I think it was the end of my second year in Chicago, and Patrick Kane was going over to Churchill Downs, and I just couldn't figure out a way to meet up with him and get there. But hearing all these stories, that's got to be a big-time regret. That's up there with me not going to Coachella with Uppy. So I think I've passed on some pretty good times here, boys. Well, listen, it can't be this year, but next year, our boy A-Hall will help us out. Maxi, obviously, Hall Pass Media. Missing curfew, Del Mar opening day, maybe. 100%. Maybe we slide down. Oh. I heard back in the day, loops went. And there's a train that comes from LA with just fucking bangers, I guess. Hot broads, a bunch of probably good-looking dudes too, but whatever. And they come <laughs> down and they just rip it up and there's a train that goes right back. So maybe we'll do a little missing curfew Del Mar style next year. Yeah, you get the you get the neon lights and the fucking right. you know, the strobe machine and that and that train on the way home. Oppie, <laughs> yeah. you I played with some guys that, that got into the ponies. You got a real quick before we wrap. You got a guy that you played with that was like big time into it, wasn't it? I sure did. And in fact, I'd like to look his stats up. This uh, who's Salius? He was a D man. Juice, right? we called was him. He a D-man? Beetlejuice, because he kind of he looked like Beetlejuice out there. No, he's a Ford, Ford. and he was so silky. You guys. I, I got to look him up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Played up front. Skinny guy. Yes. Big, long neck. Centerman? 
Yeah. Centerman. Skinny, big Awesome player. He was a great player. Soft as shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> he played in Calgary and then he played in, I know exactly, yeah. uh, in Columbus. And I played with him in Columbus. But this kid, Swedish kid, he would be on the computer in the dressing room uh, before games, during warm-ups, like in between periods. And rumor has it that there was two different times that he won over like millions and millions of dollars on these bananas. horse races bananas Ooh. on one race pick and Back. trifectas i mean horse racing i guess is big up in the norway you know the um scandinavian countries yeah i was gonna say nordic but uh <laughs> okay. whatever. whatever they uh, do nordic they do nordic ski is that what is nordic? yeah and it's fucking cold up bit. there yeah. it seems like nordic and a nordic spa yeah. Is like the hot uh, hot, hot tub, cold tub, hot tub, yeah. they sauna. Fuck, they love the saunas yeah. over there. Anyway, so anyway, um, he was he was a machine, and he was good at betting. And I guess you know you look for certain things, but he knew all the horses. He has trainers back there that would kind of fill him in on stuff. And I guess there's those certain races that you can go. This is the one where you know these are going to be the four horses that win. And if I somehow pick them in the right way and bet a you know a couple grand. You, you win millions. It's crazy. Oh. I, I listen to Eddie explain, you know, if you pick, it's like winning the goddamn lottery, picking the top four yeah. in a row, right? But, you know, you throw a little action down. and Do you, you just know, like, when they come out of the stable, do you just check underneath? See if they got a morning wood or what? Oh, hey, this guy's got some fuck. He's got some boner going. He's ready to rock. I wonder if that's some has, jump. He's got some jump in on this guy's <laughs> yeah, was, You know, I asked Eddie about the, you know, the, Night before, and yeah, that was a great how the question. dinner is. That was a great but, question. You know, does he got sex legs? It's yeah, a legit question. I don't Has think, he been thumping, yeah. or is he, you know, is he going out there with a full full sack? We should talk about thumping night before day. We'll get into that maybe for another time. But Broadway, was there any guys that you played with that were big into ponies and stuff like that? No, I, I was usually running around with the younger crowd, so I've never really got into the ponies. I I wish I knew more about this, but like that's what he said. I feel like picking horses is kind of like picking the lottery here. I mean, you got the favorite, obviously, but. From Eddie Olchuk's uh, advice, I'm going against the favorite, pays a little bit more, so see how this weekend goes for me. Yeah, the two guys I played with, well, Ryan Johnson, he's a beauty. Uh, he's a GM of the uh, Utica Comets, Vancouver's farm team right now, but Hank and Danny Sedin, they had horses in Sweden, and these guys were the ultimate fucking pros, right? They would come to the rink, they, they wouldn't watch a highlight, they wouldn't fuck around, but they would watch the, the horses they own over in Sweden. So any morning you would come in and Hank and Danny, obviously doing it together, they'd be sitting there and be like, which ponies theirs? That was the only thing they would ever do at the rink that wasn't either improving their craft or watching film or whatever. So shout out to Hank and Danny. Eddie O, you the man. Um, Churchill Downs, we'll have to get there someday, boys. To our listeners, um, please tune into our watch party. Me and Uppy are going to be snapping around. I got a new suit that I had to have custom made for my fat ass. Uppy, I'm sure you got something in that National League closet of yours that's going to be looking I tight. might go before the golf match today and tune up on my pocket square. Oh, that's nice. That's the little things that make a fucking difference. It's oh, yeah, 100%. But. So, so tune into our YouTube channel. We'll be live from 1 to 4 Pacific time or 2 to 4 Pacific time, something like that. Yeah, else. we're going to get yeah, a couple hours. Going to yeah. have some special guests on. Um, yeah, we got... We'll even spin the camera around and show you kind of the action that we got going yeah, on. Too. I'm trying to get this one <laughs> guest to come on. But we, uh, we, can, we can confirm, confirm, Joffrey Lupo. And I told him the only way he's coming on is if he has a couple cocktails before. So for your Leaf fans out there, maybe write in a couple questions. You might get the old loop dog to slip off a bit, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, boys, I love you. Eddie, oh, you the man. I'll be excited for a party. Broadway, good luck to you and your wife. Hopefully everything goes well. Thank that was you, Mr. Boys. Curfew. Till next week.
$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 